0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sense of theme here. Hey, it's Gary and Shannon. Uh, thanks for downloading, listening to uh, the podcast of the Gary and Shannon Show. Now, if you want to listen to it live, you can do so every weekday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. in the greater Los Angeles area on KFI AM 640. Or you can go onto the iHeartRadio app and just type in KFI and listen live, listen to old shows, etc. Make sure that you subscribe not only to this podcast, and share it with all your friends, but the pre-post podcast as well, which is bonus content that we can't do on the air for legal purposes.
1: Gary Hoffman. Yeah. You feel it, baby. Shannon Barron. I'm not going to brag about how much ass I kicked, but let's just say I kicked every
2: single ass.
1: Gary and Shannon.
3: See a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, scaramouche, will you do the bandango? Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo. Galileo.
4: Galileo. magnifico oh. I'm just a poor boy and nobody so loves it. So Bohemian Rhapsody
5: obviously
4: hits theaters be. today. And Blake, you know... For Flashback Friday, we usually pick one year and and we uh, dive into all the music of that year. And Blake this morning said he was going to do all queen. And I said, ah, it might be a little too much. And then every single person I came in contact with after that disagreed with me. So oh, I
0: think there's yeah, there's plenty. All
4: queen all day. Okay. My morning
0: started with an email from Michelle Cube oh, yeah. saying, hey. She's been working on that email for six days. Don't know
6: if you're doing all queen today because of Bohemian Rhapsody. But, you That's but here's my top 17 favorite song. That's subtle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she, she has a way of encouraging people to do things that she wants them to do.
4: Is that why she was timing my shower in my dream the other night?
0: <laughs> That's the, is the, how come you never told that on the air? First of all, what's Michelle doing watching you shower?
4: I don't know. So everything in radio is by time, though, right? You know, you got to be out by 10.05. Yeah, the hard
0: break at 27, right. whatever it is.
4: And uh, I, in my dream, I was taking a shower, and I was putting shampoo in my hair, and Michelle said, I need you out at 35. And I said, Well, what time is it now? And she said, It's 33.13. And I said, You need me out at 35. I still have to get the shampoo out of my hair, do the <laughs> conditioner, get that out of my hair. And she was pretty firm about it. And I didn't understand why that was happening in my dream. Well, but and this, you
0: still haven't figured it out.
4: Well, I think but we just this, kind of did. I was just going to say, yeah. This
0: may have uh, given you at least right. a Right. She bit
4: like of tells clear. you what to do when you don't even know it.
0: Were you out by 35? <laughs> <laughs> Unclear. And clear yeah but wouldn't that have been crazy if that's when the alarm went off
4: mm, that would have been
0: and you didn't set it
4: she's setting my alarms now
0: yeah wow through your head she's good uh top of next hour we're going to start talking about these earthquakes i don't know if you saw this headline it was more of a northern california thing but there was a small swarm of earthquakes today you know what that means nothing it means there was a small swarm of earthquakes exactly today. Uh, But it doesn't necessarily mean that we're in the big one. But there is a slow-moving disaster in an area where we may see the big one rip the San Andreas Fault. So we'll talk about that. Uh, We got to get into Mayor Garcetti's out-of-town travel bills because, man, if you thought he was paying a lot at the Lululemon store for them yoga pants, that security bill is getting higher. Why are you looking at me like that?
4: You have Lululemon. I have lemon. all
0: Lululemon. No, I have some running shorts. Yeah, you shorts. do. Some running you do. shorts. Don't, don't throw don't
4: stones, Mr. Glasshouse.
0: Speaking of stones. Oh, how right, about those How stones? did you do this? How did you know this? So yesterday we, we played for you. We actually listened in live uh, when the president gave his big news conference from the White House about uh, what was going to be going on at the border. And him talking about changing the asylum rules. There was no real announcement uh, in all of that other than to say that he was going to do an executive order and that it was going to be pretty comprehensive. Uh, And he referred to sometime next week that this is going to change, uh, that asylum rules are going to change. Specifically, he was going after not allowing people who come across the border uh, to seek asylum unless they do so at an official port of entry. You can't just be caught in the desert, say some keywords to whatever agent picks you up, and then be processed that way, they would say, uh, he would say you'd have to come through the official port of entry to to, to look for asylum.
4: Right. Even though the law says that you do not have to go to an official port of entry, uh, he believed that with executive order, he could change this law.
0: Uh, That's up in the air. I mean, uh, I think Paul Ryan said it best when he was referring to the birthright citizenship, saying that Republicans were really angry when uh, president Obama tried to change immigration law with executive order. The, we can't have this double standard. We can't continue to do this. So it's still up in the air about whether or not the president would be able to do it. One of the big questions, though, was his, um, was about the rocks and rifles.
4: Yeah, we knew this was going to be the major thing that everyone was going to talk about coming out of this press conference because he essentially said that I'm going to tell the troops or I have told them that they are going to treat rocks like rifles.
5: It's going to end. It's going to be talking about everything. It'll be quite comprehensive. Uh, I'm
0: sorry, I'm playing the wrong cut there. Let me get this one for you.
5: We will consider that the maximum that we can consider that because they're throwing rocks viciously and violently. You saw that three days ago, really hurting the military. We're not going to put up with that. They want to throw rocks at our military. Our military fights back. We're going to consider it. I told them consider it a rifle. When they throw rocks like they did at the Mexico military and police, I say consider it a rifle. All
0: right, Uh, so obviously if you get something thrown at you like a rock, it can be considered assault with a deadly weapon. It can put your life at risk. There have been instances of Border Patrol agents – shooting at people who have thrown rocks at them. Yes,
4: but for him to say I've directed them to treat rocks like rifles is not in line with the rules of engagement.
0: Not even, here's the thing, uh, the the military even knows that. Uh, Obviously they do. The Joint Chiefs, uh, former chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Martin Dempsey, says our men and women in uniform are better trained, better equipped, and better led so that they meet any threat with confidence. A wasteful deployment of overstretched soldiers and Marines would be made much worse if they use force disproportional to the threat they face. They won't. Now, granted, that is the former chair of the to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, but when it comes to domestic deployment of troops anywhere in the in the 50 states or U.S. territories, there are standing rules of engagement, standing rules for the use of force by U.S. forces, and... It specifically is in response to Defense Department missions that would be in support of civilian authorities like this one is. Uh, It's crystal clear what the rules of engagement would be to this mission. Uh, And One of the defense officials spoke to, not to me, not to the AP, not to CNN. One Defense Department official spoke to the Military Times and said, I'm confident we are in a good place on that based on the specific tasks we've been given. By the way,
4: each service member will undergo a required briefing on the rules for use of force, will be required to carry a card outlining precisely when they are and are not authorized to use lethal force. Now,
0: listen, part of me hates that idea. Part of me hates the idea that there would be anybody who in the threat of violence would then say, I'm not confident I'm going to have to look at my card to see whether or not I can shoot back. That, it,
4: that's that I think is It's not really horrible. that. I think it's more along the lines of, uh, you know, the, the card that we carry as journalists. Pete Demetrio always would have it on him. It says oh, it, uh, th- that we outlines are, our we are, rights. Right. Yeah. Kind of outlining your rights almost.
0: Now, the thing is, um, except for law enforcement, force protection, and security personnel who would carry an issued firearm anyway— DOD personnel are not authorized to carry individual surface weapons during one of these missions unless specifically authorized by the Secretary of Defense. So there were a lot, I mean, we're talking thousands, thousands of men and women who are going along the border who are not going to have any interaction with anybody in any caravan coming across any part of the border.
4: I just don't think the president knows that.
0: That's the part that bothers me I about this. I think he
4: sees this as a GI Joe exercise, with officers, guns drawn, over a hill and a ridge, with the migrant people below. You know what I mean? That well, and, kind of a.
0: And part of me, part of me, is frustrated by this because I, it, there is, uh, there are some misleading headlines about him, uh, and you know, racist dog whistles about brown people coming into white America, and we need to protect the integrity of our nation. We, I mean, ridiculous stuff like that. That's not what he's saying. But when he when he screws up the little things like this, I mean, the simple things like this, then all of that other stuff is at least in play. And that bothers me because I don't think that's what his intention is. I don't think he's go- going out there saying, I'm going to whip up America, American anti-immigrant feelings ahead of the midterms. And then he does something like this and makes a speech like that
1: from yesterday.
4: All right. It's silly. Ha- Coming up next, we will go live to the border with Steve Gregory. Also, how about your chance at $1,000?
1: Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's money to 200-200.
4: Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. It's Amy. Amy King. Hi, Shannon. Hi. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Amy's got the news. Wait.
0: Let me tell you. You gotta answer the phone if the if they call you from oh, I a number can't you...
4: hear Blake. He's underwater. I know, he does sound you're like you're uh, in you're a different world. You're underwater today. No, Why Dan is he hearing? underwater? I don't know. There's a technical problem. Oh. And he's trying to tell us something, but all I hear is <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your next chance to win a thousand bucks is going to be next hour between eleven oh five and eleven twenty. In fact, once an hour. Plus, this weekend, make sure you listen to uh Fork Report, Home with Dean Sharp, the Mo Kelly show. They have chances to win a thousand dollars as well.
4: Gary and Shannon, we will get into the earthquake swarm coming up at the top of next hour. Did you hear about all the drama between Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson? Oh, boy. When love ends... So messy. <laughs> uh,
0: our friend Steve Gregory is uh, along the border once again. Do you have a you have a place down there, Steve? Cause... <laughs> I have uh, I have an RV. Oh,
4: <laughs> great! Is that a true so... story?
1: No.
0: Oh, <laughs> he just bought Walter White's RV after the end of the. Uh, okay, no, no. so Steve, we just played some of the cuts from yesterday regarding uh, what the president was talking about, and, and I don't want to get into the rules of engagement with uh, with uh, troops down there. But the idea of of assaults across the border—that's a real thing. People being—I think you called it being rocked.
2: Yeah, that's what they call it. I mean, and for years I've been covering that, and uh, it's funny how it's a daily occurrence down here. It happens all the time, and it's not just rocks. We're talking bricks, and and on kind of the more disgusting side of it. Uh, they call them uh, urine bombs. You know, they they've got condoms and balloons filled with urine, and they'll they'll throw them at, at, in feces, and they'll throw them at border patrol agents that are traveling up and down the fence. You know, just doing daily patrol. So none of this is new. I and mean, when President Trump was talking about it yesterday, I was listening to the the whole thing on your show, and it, it was it was coincidental that I already had an interview scheduled with a border patrol agent. Um, prior to the speech yesterday, they didn't even know about the speech, so it was perfect opportunity to talk to him about this walking incident and or these situations. And yeah, it's something that they're aware of all the time.
0: Well, what are their rules of engagement? I mean, there have been instances where border patrol agents have shot people who have thrown things at them. What are how does that? Uh, how do they handle those situations?
2: Well, there's no uh, hard past rule uh, other than to say if there is a threat to life and limb. Um, in, in that, uh, being, having rocks thrown at them right now in, in basic you know, sort of – if they're in the truck and they throw a rock at them while they're in the truck, that, that's not caused to pull a gun out and shoot. Um, if they're out on an ATV, which is this audio you're going to hear in a second, is one of this agent's experiences where he was on an ATV and they were throwing rocks at him at an ATV. That doesn't necessarily constitute rules of engagement. Um, and especially if it's coming across from the border, because, see, they can't shoot into the— they're not supposed to shoot across the border. I mean, that's, that, that poses a whole new set of problems.
4: Yeah, so we all saw that movie.
2: Yeah, but you, you typically can't do that. And if they come across the border— now, you remember the case years ago with agents Ramos and Campion? Sure. We covered it, we covered it heavily on KFI, and there was a situation where he tried to attack them and then as he ran away, he was shot. But he was on the U.S. side when the, when the shooting happened. So the rules of engagement, I guess the short answer to the question, Gary, they typically don't apply unless it's on US soil.
4: So what was the reaction from this Border Patrol agent? Well,
2: you know, again, it's just kind of like business as usual. You know, he understands the rocking incident. And, I'll, you know, let's play it for you now. Here's Agent Cut A, and this, this is uh, Ed Olmos. He is an agent that's been both in the Texas area and the California area for many years.
7: It's gonna depend on the organization. An aggression, uh, an aggression might be, uh, of course, uh, at all times they're trying to hurt an agent. But sometimes it's just a distraction. Sometimes they're upset. Uh, so, so it varies. Have
2: you ever been rocked before?
7: I, I've been rocked several times. A lot of my coworkers uh, have been rocked. So yes. I mean, to where you have you been injured? No, uh, I was fortunate enough that I was not injured. But on one of the occasions, I was on my ATV. Uh, it hit my ATV. Another occasion, I was on my vehicle, and it hit my vehicle. Um, again, if, if one of those rocks would have hit me, uh, it would have been a different story that day for me. But uh, I've, been, I've been rocked several times uh, on a bridge uh, in Texas as well. Uh, we, we were rocked by smugglers. So, And these are not small rocks. These are, We're not talking about pebbles. We're not talking about uh, small rocks. We're talking about sometimes golfs, um, softball. Size rocks that can do a lot of damage. Sometimes it's hard for for the for, for the um, civilians to understand the dangers of, of, of a rock, uh, but it, it, the danger is very real, and and it, it, it could be uh, a really bad day for an agent. Hmm. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Well, I I think that's it, the the issue of the whole rocking and rocks as rifles, etc. might be distracting from what it is that's going on because we know um, that. With the thousands of American troops that are going to be there to help support what already goes on on the border, um, it's going to be, you know, we've seen this sort of working relationship before. We'll see it again. It's that the caravan that's coming up uh, whenever, you know, still weeks away from the border. That's when I think this is really going to be the spotlight, right? Well, uh, sorry. sorry. go ahead, Steve.
4: Go ahead, Shannon. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say I, I I, just do I just do believe that this is overkill, an overkill response for what we're seeing. And it's all for optics leading up to the midterms that we are strong. America first. We are, we're going to protect our borders. And that's what Republicans stand for. And, and they want the pictures of this. They want the pictures of all of these troops, 7000 military members, up to 15000 uh, up against people trying to cross into our country.
2: You know, it's, i got to tell you, the, the vision or the, the visuals that you saw of the caravan at the southern part of Mexico as they were coming in and crashing through that gate and throwing rocks at those agents down there, that's not going to happen up in the United States area. I can guarantee you, first of all, the areas that, that uh, they would have to cross, they either don't have enough fence or you know they can just walk across or swim across a river. But I I was trying to visualize that yesterday, looking at the fences along the San Ysidro ports of entry, and there's no way they can do any of that kind of damage to the fences. Um, They can't do the same thing to the United States border area that they were doing in southern Mexico. Our infrastructure is much more robust. So I don't see that that will happen, and I don't know that there will be that kind of a rush to attack the border agents. But I can tell you one thing for sure. Whatever happens down here, these men and women are ready.
4: Steve, thank you. Appreciate it. Got it, guys. Take care. Good to hear your voice. Steve
0: Gregory down there in the San Ysidro port of entry down along the border once again.
4: Well, we saw the fruits of the sex assault allegations against Bob Mueller yesterday. And talk about weak stream. What? Are you
0: saying she didn't show up?
4: This press conference was such a... Pony show.
0: By the way, there was one line. I don't know the reporter who actually asked this, but there was one line that I have wanted to ask at so many of these press conferences.
4: All right, we'll (laughs) get to that when we come back.
0: Gary and Shannon will continue.
4: That was headed to that Dark Harbor event at the Queen Mary. They do like a spooky Halloween thing every year, and the the bus driver was going the wrong way and wouldn't stop, and passengers started jumping out of the windows. <laughs> and then he hit a dr- one of the riders.
0: There's he so slapped many questions. One of the people in the back.
4: He slapped one of them. Well,
0: I mean, he hit them. Is that?
4: Or yes, mean, he struck oh. a right. Well, this is a struck a rider. I don't think he. They met with the with the bus. Oh, that
0: would have been even. better. I don't know.
4: Like, I don't know. There's a lot no, of he questions.
0: Hit he hit hit him with his fist.
4: He hit the guy. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, you're just going to the Queen Mary. <laughs> was I, he don't at least think, I don't like I don't feel like crazy like he, mask. Or I don't something? feel like you know he he was headed towards Carson instead. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would propel me to jump out of the window of a moving bus. The uh. like, Carson's not that bad. Right. I mean, there are places in Carson that
0: are just wonderful at night. I'm sure there are.
4: That's where the alligator was found.
0: That's right. What was his name?
4: It was, um, oh, man. Was it Reggie? Reggie. 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 He's in the L.A. Zoo now. He is in the L.A. Zoo. I love Reggie. Yeah, me too. Good old days.
2: There's popcorn you can buy next to
0: him. Uh, There was also a story of, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the father of a three-year-old boy. This three-year-old climbed a cabinet, grabbed a gun, and shot himself in the business. Uh, the East Bay Times, uh, the, the kid the kids survived, um, but is in critical condition. Dad has been charged with child abuse. Yeah, he should be. Yeah. Uh, all right, so yesterday in Washington, D.C., uh, a couple of activists were going to come forward with their sexual assault allegations, I should say a woman's sexual assault allegations, against special counsel Robert Mueller.
4: They promised that a woman from California in her 30s would be speaking alongside them to reveal what they claimed were these sexual improprieties by Mueller from 2010. At the last minute, they backtrack and they say the woman panicked and feared for her life when she arrived in D.C., so she took another flight to an undisclosed location. Okay, listen. It's possible. Right. I mean, it's possible. But these guys are the last two people you would have as your front men if you were coming out with an allegation against Bob Mueller. Well,
0: not to mention uh, that one of them said that he tends not to believe women who come forward with sexual assault allegations. Okay.
4: Does that make him more credible in his mind? <laughs> I like, don't I know. I never believe these broads, but, but this one's telling the truth.
0: <laughs> but I got to believe. <laughs> now, uh, we told you earlier the the this was sort of a convoluted story because the special counsel's office, Robert Mueller's office, actually asked the uh, FBI to investigate all of this. Now, they've been pretty quiet. I guarantee they had somebody in that news conference yesterday watching every word of what these guys were saying. And... Probably giggled a little bit in their FBI suit when they realized that the woman never showed up.
4: This was at a Holiday Inn. It involved uh, a conservative lobbyist who was peddling the story about Seth Rich being murdered by Democrats last year. And Jacob Wool, a right-wing conspiracy theorist who's 14 years old.
0: Now... Jacob Wool says that he met this woman after she hired his company, Surefire Intelligence, to handle some sort of an estate matter, and she later came back to him with these allegations. We don't know very much about her. They called her Caroline Cass, Um, but they went back and forth uh, over the exact spelling of her name. They couldn't even agree on the fake name that they were going to give this woman. He described, Jacob Wool described her as a fashion designer, well-educated, comes from a good family. This, she is a gal. When's the last time you heard anybody use the word gal? She is a gal who has an illustrious background and she is not politically oriented. And what he said was, we went through every meticulous detail of her allegation. We cross-referenced it with public records, joined historical societies to get some of those records, and that they were in the process of going to police with this woman's allegation and would file a report by the end of next week. They have to be careful. First of all, Um, oh, I want to tell you what Chrissy Teigen got. I don't even... That was funny. This is the last time, first time and last time I think I've ever used Chrissy Teigen's name, but um, it's funny what happened between the two of them. She owns
4: Twitter, pretty much. She's
0: good at it. Yeah. She's got a very good, snarky uh, Twitter account. Anyway, somebody asked these guys if they were ready to go to prison, leveling these... False out, the, uh, assuming that they're false allegations, leveling these false allegations, and going so far as to say that they were in the process of filing a police report with this woman's allegations by the end of next week.
4: Well, nobody took this seriously. Nobody took this press conference seriously. It was met with laughter from go inside this Holiday Inn, especially when the woman didn't materialize. At one point, Jack Berkman, who's the lobbyist, referred to his his young friend there, Jacob Wool, who is actually twenty years old, as a child prodigy who has eclipsed Mozart.
0: <laughs> uh, he's done this before, again at a Holiday Inn. I don't know if he's getting a group rate on these banquet rooms, but he sent reporters home without making good on what he had advertised with some sexual assault, uh, sexual harassment allegations against a member of Congress. Uh, and Jacob Wool, who was a hedge fund manager who's been banned from ever working again in the financial industry, has uh, been doing a lot of things in terms of uh, putting fuel behind the fire for these conspiracy theories uh, from the Gateway Pundit, which, by the way, was the first time I heard about this. There were a few days ago. Somebody sent me a link to the Gateway Pundit that was describing these allegations coming out. So in the absence of this alleged victim, um, they were left holding the bag and somebody asking them if they were ready to go to prison. You
4: said you would like to have asked this question. Who is that you would like to ask that of?
0: Uh... Uh, I there have been times when we have been we the media have fallen for stuff like this, where people have gone into um, fake uh, false allegations, et cetera. So I don't want to get into details.
4: Oh come on, no, that's no fun.
0: There were a couple of stories where people were making up uh, they were making up allegations against. I want to say it was like the mayor of Seattle or the police chief in Seattle, something like that. I see. But it was a it was a similar instance to this, and they, these the people eventually got caught. Now um Chrissy Teigen model Mrs. John um John she, she married to
4: oh John Legend thank
0: you I couldn't get John Thomas out of my head
4: that's a different that's a John. different John mm-hmm.
0: Chrissy Teigen writes on Twitter can someone break down what Jacob uh with uh, Jacob duel sorry can someone break down what Jacob Wold did in one tweet like a cliff note please my timeline is a mess and I don't have the energy So he responds and says, I became more famous than you. That's what happened. So she responded with uh, a look, a graph basically from Google that showed people had to Google his name to figure out who he was. And she wrote, this is literally just a graph proving people had to Google your dumb ass to figure out who you are.
4: Yeah, he he sent her that graph showing a flurry of Internet activity around his name around that time, saying that he was more popular than Christy Teigen, in this, Christy Teigen and this was proof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, All right.
0: By the way, wait a minute. It's not over. These guys say that they have been contacted by hundreds of people over the last okay. couple of weeks with allegations ready to go.
4: Okay, coming up next, Hillary Clinton's <laughs> sex cult in a pizza store. Yeah! We'll do that, because we're going to do conspiracy theories all day. I love it. I know, right? Yes. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM
5: 640.
0: Gary Shannon on this uh, Friday November 2nd every Friday at about 12:20 during the football season we do our gas fantasy four play where uh, we pick four games and man these there are the four games that uh, the Blake is working on right now and that Nick will approve later on these are pretty good games
6: he predicts he's going to go 0 four
4: i got to But i
0: think he means something else when he, he says 0 i will win four games okay. what Great. i predict <laughs> Great.
4: did you pick the games yet Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. they're up
0: on the board in there. But Nick ha- Nick is the one who finally, uh, he- he's got to sign off on all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I've signed off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whoever's in last place in the standings gets to sign off on the games. Let's- I still got time.
4: Well, we've got new details in the murder of James Whitey Bolger, the old Sugar Hill mob boss, including a timeline of his final hours inside that prison and the plot to pose his body as if he were sleeping. This was in a prison, a high security federal prison in West Virginia. We've got two suspects so far. We told you about one of them, the mafia hitman Fotios Freddy Gase, yesterday. And now we've got another one, a member of the North Shore mob in Massachusetts, Paul Di De- Colergo.
0: Colagero. Collegaro. Yes. We just, we just call him Polly C. Polly D. Poly's- Sorry. Okay, Polly D Colagara.
4: I like Polly like D. That's good. So it looks like Whitey Bulger's body was wrapped in a blanket and put in bed with his head on the pillow to make it look like he was sleeping after he was choked and fatally beaten with a lock tucked inside a sock right there in his cell.
0: I uncomfortably laugh every time I hear that, and it's not laugh like I laugh at the violence that obviously uh, took this guy's life, but it's an uncomfortable like that's gotta hurt. <laughs>
4: Well, he wasn't a nice dude. Well, he no. He killed I, a lot of people. Yeah,
0: and I'm not saying it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. It just... uh ugh.
4: I love a little prison justice. Well... They gouged out his eyes. They attempted to cut his tongue out like you do with every snitch if you're a hitman in the mob. Wow. What?
0: You grew up in the... Mean Streets in Nevada. I did. My you. dad's
4: obsessed with mafia movies. <laughs> it's literally all I watched for the first thirteen years of my life. Well,
0: now one of the questions we had was why in the world was Whitey Bulger transferred to Hazelton, this place in West Virginia? I mean, obviously it's a high security federal prison, so he could go to West Virginia, but it has a uh, it has a horrible reputation for being one of the most violent state uh sorry violent federal penitentiaries there is so why would he have been
4: just because he was 89 doesn't mean he wasn't uh, perfect for this kind of prison. A couple of years ago, he was cited for masturbating in front of a prison staffer. Ooh. Uh, in February of this year, he was cited for threatening a nursing supervisor. He was a bad dude till the very end. Well,
0: maybe he just learned a specific way of talking and just didn't know how to change. Why I mean, are you
4: wh- sticking up for Whitey Bulger? And I don't Why know. are you? Why are you not like in? thrilled with the details of his death i, I like, like i said like, oh, i am I, why was he in such a tough place oh why <laughs> did they hit him so many times with that lock
0: on monday he was moved from the facility in oklahoma there was a transfer facility that he had to go through before he arrived at uh, u.s penitentiary hazelton he arrived at 6 45 he was put in his cell just before 10 he did not get breakfast the next day I mean, he didn't you live... go no, 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 no. Oh, no he I'm didn't just... even
4: get a hot meal. No. Poor Whitey. I
0: mean, he didn't live to breakfast the next day. He was dead in hours. I didn't know hours.
4: you were a mobster apologist. <laughs> we're learning something new today.
0: Here's the other thing: he agreed to be placed in General Pop, so he knew he had to know. His life was over. You don't go to Hazelton with this guy's reputation. Knowing who was in there, which was going to be a bunch of ex mafia guys and mafia hitmen from the home old hometown, he knew that that was his
4: last place. All right. Coming up after Amy's news, Gary defends Ted Bundy. And we'll have all the latest on that swarm. That guy works out. Earthquakes. Yeah, he does.
0: Polly D. Cogilero. He was he in the Jersey Shore? That was Polly D was a guy in Jersey Shore. That's why I called him that. Right. But that guy would he. Easy. You'd let him beat you with a lock and a sock, <laughs> Damn wouldn't you? Right. Okay.
4: Your chance at $1,000.
1: Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's WIN to
0: 200-200. If you win, they will contact you before the top of the hour, but you got to answer that phone. Uh, even if it is from a number you don't recognize. If you don't win this hour, there's another chance next hour between 12.05 and 12.20. And a chance to win $1,000 an hour Monday through Friday from 5 to 6. But wait, there's more over the weekend as well. Make sure you listen to the uh, Fork Report, Mo Kelly, and Home with Dean Sharp for more chances to win a cool grand.
4: It looks like the Trump administration and Republicans are using border security as a focal point, but they need not do so. Uh, businesses ramped up hiring Last month, wages rose by the largest year-over-year amount in nearly a decade. Also, unemployment rate at a five-decade low of 3.7%. That's some stuff to take a victory lap around.
0: Uh, all right, so let's talk about earthquakes. We're going to get to this weird mystery of the slow-moving mud pot down in um, uh, out in the desert. But we want to start with some earthquakes that actually hit early this morning. And yes, they're small. And, yes, they're in a place called Tres Pinos, which, if you have no idea where it is, uh, uh, can I say just Monterey Bay East? Sure. Okay. Hollister area, something like that. Um, It is along, technically, the San Andreas Fault. And each of these earthquakes, I think there were about a dozen of them early, early this morning, before sunrise. Most of them sort of in the 2.9, 3.4 range. The largest was a 4.1. What it means is that there was a swarm of earthquakes this morning between about a 2.9 and a 4.1.
4: More worrying is the muddy spring. The San Andreas Fault begins at the Salton Sea. This is a spot that seismologists have long considered to be po- possibly the epicenter of a massive earthquake. Earthquake warning has been issued. In recent months, this desolate location has become the focus of intense interest in seismology social circles. Give it's her. not about the big one. No. It's about the slow one.
0: This is a, this is weird. So this is way out in Imperial County. It's on the east side of the Salton Sea. If you take the 111 and you go all the way down along the Salton Sea, there was a mud spring that as of, say... About two and a half, maybe three years ago, was a couple hundred feet away from railroad tracks, which run parallel to Highway 111. In July, it was right across a small barrier, a little metal barrier between the railroad tracks and the nothing—I mean, just the dirt. Somehow, this bubbling mud pot is now on the inside of the metal barrier. Encroaching upon those railroad tracks. So
4: it moved the first 60 feet over a few months and then 60 feet in one single day. Now, there's no evidence suggesting that this is a precursor to a large earthquake. But. Yes. But what? It is occurring partly as a result of earthquake activity that has caused cracks, allowing gases produced deep underground to reach the Earth's surface. We're letting the gases out with the cracks. Is what I'm saying. I don't think I can come
0: back. Yeah, to I don't that. think that's uh, now.
4: This, this is science.
0: Overall, the pit produces a faint yeah, it does. odor <laughs> of rotten eggs. Oh my
4: gosh, what's happening?
0: Um, this is this is the point now where, and I, this is not the first time that something like this has happened. But it's one thing that they can track, and with the technology that we have, they can track it. I mean, day by day. Union Pacific has had to build temporary tracks to avoid running trains over this bubbling mud pit.
4: Alfredo Estrada is Imperial County's fire chief and emergency services coordinator. He says it's a slow-moving disaster. You know what you don't want to hear from your county's emergency services coordinator? Slow-moving disaster.
0: Um, Caltrans says they're ready to shut down Highway 111 if it, in fact, approaches the roadway. It would have to go... Just based on where it is now, it would have to go under the Union Pacific Railroad tracks. It would actually – they don't know what sort of an impact it would have on the uh, fuel lines, the fuel pipeline and the communication lines that are buried in the ground between the railroad tracks and the highway. And then if it in fact does get to the highway, they have a bunch of detours and everything already planned. As this thing moves through uh, mudstone is what they call it, the soft sedimentary rock, it leaves behind a trail. It's almost like a – a snail trail of where it's been as it has moved. Uh, Geologically, they're saying that these form a lot like sinkholes form. This deep liquid that's underground, this liquid that is deep underground, I should say, undermines what we see on the top there, the surface. And then this cavity forms underground. It expands until it breaks through the surface. And that's where we see this pit, this stinky, crack, egg-smelly, gassy pit. Gas from the
4: cracks of the pit
0: just all maturity goes out on a Friday.
4: Oh, because it was here on Tuesday. (laughs) Coming up next, Eric Garcetti. We now know how much it is costing for him to run for president, essentially. Out-of-town security costs for the mayor. We'll tell you all about it when we return. Hey. Yeah?
0: Join Neil. Did I tell you this? No. Neil is out and about tomorrow. You can join The Fork reporter, Neil Saavedra, for the third annual Thanks Grilling event coming up tomorrow. Outdoor elegance in Laverne. You get tips on grilling your holiday feast. Try some food and wine samples. Enter drawings to win some great prizes. Free this weekend, free tomorrow, specifically from from 2 to 5 p.m. Why do I keep saying words that don't appear in front of me? For more information and to sign up, log on to KFIAM640.com. Use the keyword ThanksGrilling. Brought to you by DCS Grills and SolarMax. <music>
4: understand the refrigerator email I don't understand how we are a building full of adults and every Friday the building manager has to send us all an email I wonder if there that was a gonna lawsuit. they're going to clean out the refrigerators. It's every Friday. So can't he just send one email that says, all right, from here on out, every Friday, we're going to clean out the refrigerators, take your crap home if we've, you
0: want it. We've done this before. I mean, we've had other people fired for simple transgressions like this. We did. All we had to do was post a sign on the refrigerator that said,
4: "Every hey, Friday, hey,
0: adults, mm-hmm. now that you work here, every Friday, this refrigerator will be cleaned.
4: Furthermore, did you see the email from Oscar last night about... Falling back about daylight saving time. Like, because we are also, again, a building full of adults and we have to be told to turn our clocks back uh, this weekend. And also, worst case scenario, people show up an hour early.
6: Every boss I've ever had is done.
4: Why is that?
6: Why? Well, in fairness, the only other place I've ever worked was a bunch of like high schoolers and college kids. So, that might have been safeguarding. Don't most people's uh, clocks. Yes. Automatically adjust anyway. Now, now most people they do rely definitely. on their phones. Your so
0: phone, if if you rely on your phone, and yeah. a lot of your you know desktop uh, alarm clocks now change mm. automatically.
4: Michelle just sent me a text that now I get it. What uh, it, she said? It's the same reason that we have signs up in the ladies' bathroom that say don't pee on the floor.
0: Yeah, but that's because, because despite pee those on the floor. despite
4: those signs, yesterday there was a puddle of pee on the floor in the women's bathroom. I have.
0: Like, I don't know immediately how that works. four questions that come to mind. Okay, and that's, one. that's just the first. I mean, first of all, who? Mm-hmm. Number two, how? Number, Number one, well, what do you mean, how? Four. Um, when is it going to get cleaned up? How about when did it get there? Wait, is the puddle still there? Like, how long had it I haven't
4: checked? I think we, I think we reported it to the guy who sends out the refrigerator email <laughs> yesterday, <Yeah>.
0: so <laughs> that he could send out an email that says, Please don't urinate on the floors. you got to set up some kind of sting operation.
4: <laughs> I do, huh? Yeah. That's illegal. I, can't I think
0: a guy went in, in there. Well, a guy didn't go to the women's restroom. And...
4: Why not? They was... have, like, unisex restrooms all over the country now, right? Not well, in this they building, don't. they don't. I know, but maybe that person didn't know it.
0: This is like that guy who was pooping all over the track at the high school. Ugh. This is one of those mysteries. No, no, it's not, Nick. I think it uh, is. No, I disagree Make with you. Make this a priority, Nick. Shannon. Because listen, uh, the pooper intendant didn't. He wasn't near a bathroom. That's the thing. That's why he had Good to go point. under the stands. I mean, he knew it was coming. He planned his jogs at the bad time so that when the dark time came, he had to go uh, number into the underneath the bleachers. There are right. similarities,
4: though. Okay, so yeah. Michelle says the puddle is gone, and right now there is a team of people trying to narrow down the time frame. Excellent. There
0: uh, are security cameras all over this building.
4: I, here, here's where I'm airing, guys, and maybe it's just because I'm feeling a little kinder and gentler today. I feel bad for this woman, whoever she is. It's not the first time it's happened, and that's a bad day. Like, if you can't control your stream as a woman, um, that is a bad day. Something went wrong. You're going through something, and I think we should just let her be—
0: Okay, well, I have a fifth question just now. let her
4: lie. Let if her... that
0: happened, if that happened, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on biology or physiology, but if that happened, wouldn't there also be evidence upon— Clothing, like it's going to get yeah. all over your stuff that like you're like you're right. Well, maybe she had a skirt or, on. OK, you still got shoes and stuff, right? Unless she's walking around barefoot. There That's was my so question about toilets much, in Asia.
4: There was so much urine on the floor that I don't think any of it escaped the floor. I mean I think it's all it was all right there. And, and was it wasn't a, a leak of the toilet. Yeah,
0: no. and You guys have a drain in there, right? Oh, I mean you there's a floor, there's drain, a floor drain. drain.
4: I guess it could have been a, a leak of the toilet. Okay, but that would
0: have been mixed with a lot of water. Good point. And you're certain it was urine.
4: No. Then the question chlor- Oh well see then cow- then, it then it's probably a leak. Water. Yeah. Oh. Maybe it was lemonade. You guys <laughs> Why s- would you have lemonade in the bathroom? Don't be I ridiculous. Don't I found
6: so many things in the bathroom. <laughs> I found like a finished kombucha in there one time. Yeah, what I found What have Vega you candy found on the in
4: your, okay, well, in your bathroom you at on. work?
0: 800 520 KFI. What's the craziest thing you found in the crapper?
4: Oh, I'll do that. We, I will take calls on that. Okay, 800 520 1534. Yes, The craziest <laughs>
0: things that you have found in what was supposed to be. And I, by the way, I'm not looking like, hey, I worked at a service station and we found the body. No. I mean, like, that's
4: (laughs) if you found a body, that's worth a call.
0: 800-520-1534, the craziest bathroom find.
4: Michelle says it was definitely not a leak because it smelled like pee. She says 100% positive it was pee. Okay. Now, I did see a pregnant woman yesterday in the hallway. How pregnant? Well, that would explain it, right? Very pregnant.
0: Very pregnant. Is it a, well, pe- then is it pee or is it did someone's water break?
4: I don't know. Now, Maybe that was a baby But coming. I don't know what that don't smells, like. smells like. I don't think water smells like urine. Oh. What does it smell like? What, yeah, what I does don't... uterine water smell like? Google it, Blake. Okay. Yeah, Google Google that. <laughs> All right. Uh, briefly, Eric Garcetti, listen to this. In 2015, we paid $109,000 for his out-of-state trips. 2016, it was only 91000 Last year, 144 grand, and so far this year, 105,000. 450,000 dollars. We don't know if it was entirely paid for by taxpayers, where some portion had to be reimbursed by outside groups. There is no comment from the mayor's office. This is a story that's not going away. You know what else isn't going away? Calls. We got the phone line stacked up with shady stuff and bathrooms. Can't wait. This is going to be a great day. What? And it all started because of one email about,
0: hey, everybody, it's Friday. Don't forget. (laughs) Clean out your stuff from the fridge.
6: Hey, guys, amniotic fluid can contain your baby's urine, so it could totally smell like that.
4: So babies urinate before they're born?
0: I'm just reading things. I'm I'm, I'm mentally recording this in my brain's DVR when Blake, (laughs) with full excitement in his voice, goes... Hey guys amniotic fluid could contain your baby's urine <laughs>
4: <clears throat> okay we'll we'll get your calls when we come back because why not it's friday <laughs> Gary and shannon k f i am six forty
0: Get back to our, uh, our hot topic of the day.
4: <laughs> USDEA says drug overdose deaths hit the highest level ever recorded in the US last year. Heroin, fentanyl, other opioids continue to be the highest drug threat in the nation. The report just released today.
0: Uh, and I don't care what you say, Alec Baldwin does not have a temper. Even though he was arrested for punching a guy in a parking dispute today. In
4: yeah, over a parking spot. Yeah. Doesn't have a temper. That's fine. Who doesn't think he has a temper?
0: I don't know. A lot of people I say mean, he's... he's like
4: on t- the top five list.
0: <laughs> in terms of temper?
4: Yeah. All right. So we were oh. talking about the trials and travails yeah. of uh, our restrooms here at work and asked you for the craziest thing you've seen in your restroom at work. And you've answered. You've answered the call.
0: Uh, Corey is calling. Good morning, Corey.
8: Hi. How are you? Great. When I I answered, I didn't realize I was supposed to be at work, but it's a funny bathroom story. We got married on a Friday night 33 years ago, and we flew to a cruise And at 6 a.m. at the Dallas airport. I'm waiting with my husband, and he had to use the restroom. He gets up, and he never came back. And we had just gotten married, and I'm thinking, what the heck? You know, we're going to miss our flight to Florida. And it ends up that we had thrown birdseed instead of rice. And when he went to use the restroom, all the birdseed came out of his pants like his belt line. And all of the birdseed started pouring into the stalls next to him. And there was men in those stalls, and the birdseed is bouncing on their shoes. And (laughs) So he was trying to figure out, like, what do I do? And he didn't want anybody. To, so he stayed in there until everybody left because he was so mortified. That's so the
4: takeaway the takeaway is to, after you get married, take off your pants before you go on your honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that would
8: have worked. Well, we're good. But it was great. Corey. Came, I mean, out of the best restroom, totally beat red. He was That's
0: hilarious. Uh, thank you, Corey. Appreciate it. Uh, Andy is calling. What's going on, Andy.
8: Hey, uh, so I used to
9: work in a small office that probably had about 15 people at the most at one time, but it was a converted house. So the bathroom on the first floor was a single with a sink and a toilet, but it was shared by about eight people. Mm. And there there was one employee that would, uh, leave her mark in the bathroom several times a day. What do
0: you mean? Like she just had to go or? She
9: would, yeah, several times. And, uh.
0: Is she a graffiti
9: artist? Well, if you consider fecal matter on the wall opposite the toilet, blood on the floor, <laughs> uh, uh, oh. I have photos of it. That's how, and I
4: have no oh, sense. Oh, wait of a spell. minute! Wait Gary, a minute! What's Gary worse? Gary Hoffman two ends at iHeartMedia. No, what's I, worse I have, that I, she
0: did it or that you were taking pictures of it?
4: Well, I yeah,
9: I, I had that proof. Because <laughs> yeah, we did that how here. Could, how could how could an adult have no shame that they would just leave fecal matter? it was a mess, and so I, I have no sense of smell, so I'd be the one that had to go in there and take the pictures, and it was it was pretty nasty. Uh, it it gotten plugged up before plumbers had to have been called. I, I mean the, the stories are infinite. And they still continue to this day. I don't even work there. You
4: know, uh, fecal matter in the uh, workplace restroom can really bring a team together. I'll never forget the day (laughs) that uh, I was with John and Ken and and Ray Lopez alerted us to somebody who lost something on the floor uh, in the men's bathroom. He took a picture (laughs) and... we were never closer.
0: I think it's all just proof that we are disgusting creatures. I mean, just the stuff that comes out of us <laughs> at different times of our lives is just un- unbelievably gross. Uh, Sherry is calling. Hi, Sherry. What's the matter? Come <laughs> on.
4: for yourself. No,
0: you come on. You've had times.
4: <laughs> What's going on, Sherry?
3: Hello? Can you hear me? Sure. Yes. Okay. Hi. Um, so I work in a grocery store. And uh, the bathroom is obviously a public bathroom, but it only has two stalls, one of them being a handicap stall, so it's nice and roomy. It's also got a bright light above it, so if you're in the opposite stall and you look behind you, there's, you, the tile is shiny. So it's a nice reflection of what's going on in the bathroom. So I go to use the bathroom, and there's this woman at the sink, like, washing her hands, but she wasn't really washing her hands. She was just, like, had her fingers under the water feeling it. I thought, oh, that's weird, but I can hear, like, you know, other people in the bathroom. So I'm waiting for a second, and I realize, oh, one of the stalls is open. So I go into the open stall, and I'm in there, you know, doing my thing, and she's still running the water. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, so I turn around, and I glance at the tile, and there's a man and a woman in that handicapped bathroom shooting up heroin mm-hmm. in a beautiful city of Laguna Hills, which it kind of goes along with your guys' news thing, talking about the heroin, but – um yeah, they had taken a Coke can and cut it in half and flipped it upside down to use it as a bowl and did their little burning thing. And and I was just like, wow, I, you know, did my thing, got out, and I'm like, okay, you guys need to leave. And they're like, what? What are we doing? And I'm like, first of all, you're a man. You know, they, they didn't know. First of all, you're a yeah. man. <laughs>
4: I mean, <laughs> right? I, if you're going to shoot up a heroin in the bathroom, at least go into the stall. You don't just do it at the and sink. No, no, they were in the stall.
3: Oh. Their cover was the lady running the water. Oh, I
4: see. I see. Okay. Thank you, Sherry.
0: Sherry, thanks for the call. Let's just uh,
4: top it off with Sue. Oh, boy.
0: Bring it home, Sue. What do you got?
8: Hey, Gary and Shannon. Before I tell you about the grossest thing I saw, I just want to put my vote in for, I think that's a guy peeing in the woman's bathroom there.
0: Again, it's, I I would, okay, I'm not going to say no but I would say this, it is a very high-profile entrance yeah. and exit way. It's
4: well-traveled. If it was a man that goes in there, he would have to walk by a lot of us. Yeah, just, ingress, yeah.
0: egress would have been very difficult mm-hmm. for him just to drop mm. drop yeah. some lemonade
8: Custodian. in there. Okay, anyway, okay. okay. I was in a restaurant, and I got up to use the bathroom, and I go in there, and there's a dump in front of the sink. And so I go out and I tell the hostess, get this, Shannon, I tell the hostess, there, somebody just took a dump in front of the sink on, in the bathroom and she goes, oh, again, I wish they'd stopped doing that. Oh I'm my like, gosh. Oh, they did it before? That's lovely. Oh,
0: good times. Oops. Yeah. Sue, Sue okay. thank you. That's just, okay, well, that was a fun diversion. <laughs> It was a really That fun was version. fun. Yeah. That was Good fun. Good thing we did it right about lunchtime, too. So that...
4: Well, do you want to talk about Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson?
0: Did they take a dump by the sink, too?
4: <laughs> I love the way Sue's like, and there was a dump <laughs> by the sink. Uh, why all does that right. make me laugh? Back on the rails, all right? Let's get yeah.
0: back on the rails. And I don't mean rails like Sherry was talking <laughs> about. Right?
4: Yeah, this uh, romance we told you about broke up and... uh it's gotten a little bit messy. Are mm. kids, messy. our kids these days, uh, just getting married right away—is that a thing? I don't know. Like Justin Bieber and that uh, Haley Baldwin—they Baldwin. they just like they were dating for a, a month and then they got ma- engaged, and then Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson dating for weeks—they get engaged. Is that something sweeping the nation?
0: I hope not. I hope not.
4: Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about it.
4: Gary's 19-point marriage contract when we return. Amy King's got the latest. I can't whittle it down to just 19. Gary and Shannon, President Trump tweeting what looks to be like a, a Game of Thrones poster type announcement about sanctions against Iran. Tweeted the photo of himself with the words sanctions are coming November 5th. Of course, the uh, sanctions on Iran had been lifted back in 2015 because of that uh, nuclear pact, but they are being reimposed Monday.
0: So he's now Photoshop
4: guy? Yeah. Well, I don't think happening. he put together that what? image, but I think someone said, hey, look at this. And he said, that's great. Tweet that.
0: And they just took it. Yeah. Uh, we've uh, been watching some somewhat uh, somewhat breaking news, I guess, if you want to call it that. It's not like it's earth shattering or anything, and it's definitely not a surprise. But Alec Baldwin's been arrested in New York City. Uh, got into an argument with another guy over a parking spot near 10th Street, 5th Avenue. Lives in that area. And I guess... The way TMZ describes it, somebody was holding the parking spot for Alec Baldwin, and some other guy swooped in and took the, uh, took the parking spot. So Alec Baldwin gets mad. They argue. Alec punches him in the jaw, and this 49-year-old uh, victim in the case um, had to be taken to the hospital. One witness told TMZ that Alec yelled, F off, during the fight. The cops have been called. He wouldn't say that.
4: You are a rude,
0: thoughtless little
4: pig. (laughs) If you'd say that to your daughter, uh, what would you say to a stranger? I don't. (laughs) In an argument. Good lord. Uh, Okay, another Hollywood news. Ariana Grande. Wait, time out. I'm sorry.
0: I hate. I just. um...
4: She's a singer. No, 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 not that. Let's go back
0: to the rude, thoughtless little pig thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's assume that my wife and I got a divorce or we're in the middle of divorcing and I was accusing my daughter of going after her or I'm taking her side in all of this thing. If I if I called and left my daughter a message where I called her, even if it was a personal message, it was never and I called her a rude, thoughtless little pig. No one in my family. No one in my circle of friends, no one who's even uttered my name would ever speak to me again.
4: Well, it's a different circle. I mean, he is Alec Baldwin.
0: If if you, if it came out that I called my daughter in all of my anger. Yeah, but and they don't care it, 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 pig, because
4: he probably has people around him that love his celebrity status.
0: <laughs> were there people who were like, yeah, you tell that 12 year old. <laughs>
4: Anyways. All right. Uh, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, they dated for four weeks and decided to get engaged. And the Internet blew up. Well, then Ariana Grande's ex-boyfriend overdosed and died. And it seemed to fracture the relationship, the budding engagement with Pete Davidson. Of course, it would. I'm 24 and 25 years old. Uh, So the engagement is called off in October. So Pete Davidson, who's on SNL, did a like a, a little clip for for the for this this weekend's show, and it features Pete alongside Jonah Hill and uh, Maggie Rogers, who will be the musical guest on the program. And in the video, Pete says, "Hey Maggie, I'm Pete. You want to get married?" Ha ha ha. And she says no, and then he says, "Ah, oh for three. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Now that did not. Go well with Ariana Grande. Hey, well, then she shouldn't have been engaged to the guy. She tweets right away for somebody who claims to hate relevancy, you sure love clinging to it, huh? Uh-huh.
0: And then wrote, thank you, next, and hell nah, though. So apparently. Wait, can I get Blake to translate the hell nah, though?
6: Hell I don't know. No
4: that, though.
0: Hell nah, though. What does that mean? Pretty <laughs> much what
6: Shannon said. Hell no though. You can replace most nas with no. Okay.
4: So once Pete finds out that she is upset, he decided he did not want to go through with the skit he had written for this week's show, which also referenced their sad, crumbled relationship. And apparently Lorne Michaels signed off on dumping the segment.
0: Uh, Listen, Pete Davidson has had some serious issues before. He's, he, and he's, he's talked about it's a lot there. struggling with, with depression uh, and anxiety.
4: He has Crohn's disease.
0: He has Crohn's disease. I mean, he's, he has uh, struggled quite a bit. And one of the things that makes comedians great at what they do is they share, they overshare right. a lot of times. This is one of those times where I feel like he can, uh, it's okay to dial it back a second. Let it, let it sit a little while. This is not a, a healthy...
4: I, I think I, I disagree with you. Really? I don't know why she got upset. It wasn't like he was making fun of her. He was making fun of the fact that he jumps into relationships real quickly. And...
0: Or maybe this is just this is just proof that there are still feelings between the two of them.
4: Well, that's what sources tell TMZ, that there are still feelings. And that they haven't, like, written off the idea of getting back together just now. Uh, it's not the right time. That is so...
0: That's such a much better ending,
4: Yeah. Where'd sensitive, Gary, come from?
0: I don't know, but it's making me sick. Oh, speaking of celebrity news, I guess you could call this a celebrity story. Uh, A new celebrity on the NFL uh, scene. Nick Mullins. In Nick Mullins last night. Nick
4: Mullins. I would just like to say this. Loud and proud. Yes, Joe Buck called a hell of a game. He was on great behavior. <laughs> I think it's because it was two Bay Area teams. Nobody on the East Coast was playing, so he couldn't, uh, you know, whip out his genitals for an East Coast team. But he was on. He he called a great game. He didn't act like these are two one and six, one and seven teams that are playing for nothing. He was professional. He was uh, intelligent. He had he had done his homework. He was great. I I understood last night why Joe Buck. Has the gig that he does. I was able to see past him going after West Coast teams all the time and with his East Coast bias. And he is a great broadcaster when he's not putting down somebody on the West Coast.
0: Did you have any wine last night? Yeah. Okay. Well,
4: but Troy Aikman was the one who was in, in the first half. Kind of like, why am I even here? Why is why didn't somebody make a phone call in the beginning of the week? All he was talking what about was how
0: great the game is going to be. The games are going to be this weekend.
4: You know exactly, and he's talking about back when he was when when they traded away uh, Herschel Walker, mm-hmm. and it's all about him from 1989. And it was like, we're calling a game in 2018, Troy. Right. And then he said something uh, to, of the effect of after the first scoring drive by Jesus Christ superstar Nick Mullins, um, something to the effect of NFL.com just crashed because everyone's trying to order Nick Mullins' jerseys. Well, joke's on you, Troy, because he went on to have a hell of a game, best uh, opening performance by a rookie quarterback for the 49ers ever. ever. And I mean, I remember I was at that November game Monday night uh, when Colin Kaepernick made his debut, and he set, he set that game on fire, too. But this was next level.
0: It was excellent. It but was a the lot only of fun reason to
4: watch. why Nick Mullins did so well is because the Raiders quit. The Raiders have quit on John Gruden. They've quit in week nine. It was embarrassing to watch. They don't care at all, and it's just sad.
0: Is Derek Carr wearing eyeliner, or does it just look like It he's just looks eyeliner? like it. Okay. Right. That right. was that was distracting me as well.
4: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the fact that he sacked himself at least four times.
0: Right. They put together all of three points. the entire Does he get day.
4: credit for those? It was embarrassing. <laughs> does he get credit? Actually, felt bad for Raiders.
0: No, anymore. I think it's like a put-out. Uh, no,
4: I didn't. I loved it. I loved every bit of it.
6: Last night was very emotional for you, wasn't it?
0: She's still coming down off of it. Look at her, she went silent. There's not a lot of I I, I, I'm
6: down there in the basement, but there's not a lot of people rolling on two and six that are this flying. It's the
4: Raiders. It's a Bay Area rivalry. I mean if you grew up in the Bay Area, part of your joy was talking crap to Raiders fans and vice versa. So it's like talking crap
6: and showing up places on time.
4: It's a rival exactly. That's all you do.
0: That's all you do. What's trending is next on Gary and Shannon. Hey. Gary oh, and Shannon, uh, Friday. It is November second, bottom of the hour. We're going to get into uh, Swamp Watch. Talk more about how Florida has definitely become, at least today, the uh, the center of our midterm election battle. President Obama is down in Miami right now, dem- um, campaigning for Democrats. The president is leaving D.C. He's on his way to another campaign rally. I think he's only going to West Virginia today. In terms of uh, not a not a huge push. Uh, Businesses ramped up hiring in October. That was fantastic news. Wages rose by the largest year-over-year amount in almost a decade. So the final major economic report before the congressional election says that employers added a quarter million jobs in October. The unemployment rate stayed at its uh, five-decade low at 3.7 percent. Look at this. I just got a
4: text message about the election. And it
0: says, it says my uh, name. Oh.
4: That's weird, right?
0: Uh, you should you should ask if that is a real person. You should send it. You should see if if you respond to that person who the Daryl. You
4: want me to start texting strange firefighters?
0: Yes. No. Wouldn't be the first. I'm just curious if it's uh, if. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it. If if that's a person who's sitting there texting you. You want me to if,
4: ask? Are you a real person? Yes. No. Yes. I'm not doing that. Well, let me do it. No. What else is going on?
1: Time for What's Happening.
4: Well, we have told you about the disappearance of 13-year-old Jamie Kloss from rural Wisconsin, barren Wisconsin, actually. It has been two weeks since cops responded to a 911 call at the Kloss family home, found the door kicked in, and the parents, James and Denise, shot and killed their daughter nowhere in sight. Well, as small towns happen to do, the rumors have begun swirling about what the hell happened.
0: Yeah, we saw this after the disappearance of uh, the college student in Iowa where we were coming up, I mean, not with negative intentions, but just trying to explain the story of what could have possibly happened to this girl. And in this case, they're thinking a couple of different scenarios perhaps that play out, one of which is that she would have been responsible for it, that 13-year-old Jamie Kloss overpowered, killed her parents, and ran away. Now, she may have run away with a you know boyfriend she met online or some older guy or something like that, but they're saying, listen, we don't believe... The police have said they don't believe that that happened because she's a 13-year-old girl. She wasn't unusually large or anything, so she'd be very unlikely to have overpowered her parents.
4: 911 dispatch call. You can hear yelling uh, in-, in that call. Yeah, you're right. Five feet tall, 100 pounds there. Uh, they do... They are going through all the social media. I mean, they've spent the last 18 days combing through social media stuff phone records, family members, friends, coworkers, just searching for some sort of lead.
0: There have been other people who have said that there is serious unrelated criminal activity in the area, in the area of Barron. Yeah. And that meth is a huge problem there. So that may have something to do with it. Uh, we told you about the electric chair in Tennessee. The guy who built it said it might not work. Guess what? It worked. 63-year-old Ed Zagorski, Edmund Zagorski, pronounced dead last night at a uh, Nashville maximum security prison after he got shocked.
4: Super creepy. And the final moments, he alternated between grimacing and smiling as he prepared for these volts of electricity to go through his body. Right before it happened, he said, let's rock. Hmm. Eight people believed to be... Family members of his two victims as well as a reporter were led in to witness the execution. This was a guy who shot a couple of men back in 1983, slit their throats after robbing them when they came to him to buy pot. Wow.
0: Uh, we told you also there was a story in this week of a woman's body who was uh, that was found stuffed in a bag left in a dumpster in an Anaheim alleyway behind a condo complex. They arrested a guy just before he got on a flight to go to Jordan by way of Germany. They arrested him late Wednesday afternoon, checked in for his flight with a significant amount of personal belongings in tow, they said. Uh, and that said, if uh, according to Sergeant Darren Wyatt, Anaheim Police, if they were about three hours later than that, he probably would have been able to get out of the country. Wow. Uh, he was in a relationship with Tiani Ty- Lee at the time of her death she was a 38-year-old mother of 3 lived in Santa Ana and as we mentioned uh, just the other day she was found by a guy picking through garbage for recyclables Tuesday morning
4: terrible crash on the 5 what was that what are you watching over there was it me is that a pizza delivery man
0: it was me it's a it's a makeup commercial apparently
4: sure it I is started playing mm-hmm. Huh. Terrible accident on the five in the Santa Clarita area last night. four people killed. It was a semi truck and a passenger vehicle on near Calgrove Boulevard about seven thirty. The truck was carrying a load of wood was pulled over on the shoulder when a vehicle slammed into the back of it, and that ignited a fire that ran up that hillside there.
0: We had a friend in studio with us earlier today who was uh, covering this story, and Louie was saying that this was, this was a van that may have been going as much as 100 miles an hour wow. when it hit the back of that truck.
4: And then we told you about this earlier. This is nuts. So Queen Mary does this Dark Harbor event for um, Halloween time, and there was passengers on a shuttle headed to this event at the Queen Mary, but the shuttle wasn't going to the Queen Mary. The passengers on board realized that they were going; they're headed to Carson instead. So they tell the guy to pull over, pull over, pull over. You're going the wrong way. He won't stop. He's not responding to anybody. Passengers start freaking out that they're being kidnapped. Group kidnapping? So they start climbing out of the the windows of the of the moving shuttle.
0: Now, it should have only taken 10 minutes. 30 minutes into this, they realize when they were ent- hey, did that sign say welcome to the city of Carson? <laughs> they uh one of the guys, Brian Corbett, told him straight up, this is his quote, at this point it's a kidnapping, you can't hold us like this. And he whipped around and hit Brian in the stomach and knocked him back into the seat. And people uh, eventually lost their minds. Some people were calling 911 to report that they had been kidnapped. So they took the driver into custody.
4: All right, gas fantasy foreplay when we return, Gary and Shannon. Oh, did we give away the money?
0: Not yet. Oh. Not much.
1: I didn't say that.
4: You're going to get in trouble for that.
1: Here's the $1,000. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's BANK to 200-200.
4: And remember, got to answer that phone, even if it's coming from a number you don't recognize. Uh, pick it up, or they will move on. Your next chance to win is next hour, all throughout the day and in the weekend. As yes,
0: well. matter of fact, you can listen to Fork Report, Mo Kelly, and Home with Dean Sharp for more chances to win a, a thousand
6: like dollars.
0: Shannon. The uh, bottom of the hour, we'll get into uh, Swamp Watch, talk about what's going on in Washington, D.C. The president did make a few more comments today uh, regarding the economy and uh, also sort of walking back a little bit, the comments about rocks as rifles, uh, rocks like rifles, treating rocks like rifles um, when he made his big immigration speech yesterday at the White House. So we'll play some of those comments. Let him, uh, you'll hear his words.
4: Governor Jerry Brown making a rare campaign appearance to oppose The gas tax repeal. He was in Silicon Valley near the 101 up there, and uh, he says Proposition 6 would repeal increases in gas taxes and transportation projects and would make the 101 even more congested.
0: Is he wearing his his respirator?
4: Oh, boy. That's not nice. I'm just saying. Play the special music. <laughs> you like play this. the play the music that makes me happy. You like this
0: music better? All right. It's time for our Gas Fantasy Foreplay. Week nine already, if you can believe that. Uh, we're going to go around. We're going to pick four NFL games coming up this weekend. <clears throat> you can play along as well. You just tweet us who you think is going to win each of these four games and use that hashtag, Gas Fantasy Foreplay, with the number four in it. Um you're going to get, not only are we going to follow you back on Twitter, we will have prizes for you. And they do get better. My understanding is they get better than they have been as we get deeper into the season.
4: Excellent. I love good prizes. Standing no. by in his fresh Nick Mullins jersey is oh. my dad.
0: Ray, do you really have a new Nick Mullins jersey? Uh, I
5: think I'm going to get one for my grandson.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> even, that's fantastic. How did, how, you, yeah. how did it go last night? How do you think it went?
5: Oh, wonderful. That's the 49ers should play. Uh, they uh, protected well. They ran the ball well. A rookie quarterback, three touchdowns, very satisfied. Very how much
4: satisfied. was it uh, that the 49ers are gelling and Nick Mullins is the next savior in the NFL? Or is it just that the Raiders gave up? Like, how-
5: <laughs> uh, Oh, uh, I can see if you watch the game... Of the game, uh, you can see the Raiders give up when they got behind.
0: Yeah, I thought they gave up as they came out of the tunnel, but that's yeah. just me. Made... Oh. Yeah, all right, uh, Ray, here we go. Okay. All right, uh, producer Nick, mm-hmm. what's our first game for the weekend? All right, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. and Ray, you get to choose first. Steelers at Ravens. Uh, I
5: can go with Pittsburgh.
0: Okay, Good I choice. also picked the Steelers because I think they're uh, doing better than they have in a long time. Blake? Uh, I'm going to go with Baltimore. They took care of them last time. So yeah. All right, and Nick? Pittsburgh.
4: That was emphatic. Yeah, that was
0: emphatic, like he knew what he was talking about. That's because both of you guys picked it, so not why I picked it. All right, uh, the second game, Nick, what do we have? All right, we got the Houston Texans. They will be in Denver playing the Broncos. Oh, well,
4: who picked this game? This Blake. is a gimme.
0: I did uh, this, is wow, po- this spreads yeah, a point. Totally give me. It's only a point? Yeah. Maybe because it's at home. It's for a, yeah, so it's four points. Uh, I pick Houston in this game, Blake. Yeah. I go Houston. Okay. Nick? Duh. Texans. That's
4: not an answer.
0: Texans. <laughs> All right. And Ray, Texans at Broncos. Broncos. Oh. Look at Ed, that's a crazy. shocker. Game three, Nick. What's up? All right. We got you at Los Angeles Chargers playing the Seattle Seahawks. This is going to be an interesting one. Nick, who do you choose in that one? Chargers. I, I like also, it. I also picked the Chargers on that one. Wow, way to copy. Me. Uh, <laughs> which is exactly why. Ray, Chargers at Seahawks. Uh,
5: it's tough to play up there. Yeah. Mm. And I think uh, Seattle has the advantage.
0: Mm. Okay, we'll go with that. So I take and, Seattle. And Blake? I'm with Ray. I'm going Seattle. All right. And then game four, Nick. All right, finally, we have the L.A. Rams in New Orleans with the Saints. Uh, okay. I unfortunately for the Rams think this is the game. They they're not going to go undefeated, and I think this is where it shows. Absolutely,
4: uh, the Saints have the best run defense yeah, in the league, yeah. and, Drew and Drew Brees, Brees is, firing on all cylinders. This is where the Rams get embarrassed.
0: Yeah, Ray, do you agree with your daughter? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I
5: want New Orleans. Uh,
0: Nate, uh, Blake Blake goes Rams Saints. I'm gonna be the lone wolf.
6: As Shannon asked last week, when did the Saints trip up? Mm-hmm. And I think this might be when the Saints trip up. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And Nick, Rams, Saints. I'll be the other lone wolf and say the Rams.
4: That you essentially means no you're not a lone wolf. When there's two the wolves, there's wolves. lone wolf goes couple couple out the window. But we window. don't walk together, we so don't. we're we two lone wolves. wolves. <laughs> your horse's wolves asses crazy. is what you
6: are. Yeah. Yeah. We're lone uh, horses.
4: <laughs> Ray, did you teach
0: her to speak like that? No,
4: I did not. His mother did. He it off the street. Yeah. Uh, all my time on the streets of Novato.
5: <laughs> uh, Ray,
0: have a great weekend. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. We appreciate it.
5: All right. All right. Good have a
0: great weekend. Love you, dad. Uh, that's fantastic.
4: <laughs> she learned it on the street. Like I'm a freaking street walker or something. No, I believe I picked up horse's ass from my grandmother, from uh, his mother. Oh, from his mother. Yeah. Oh, Okay.
0: That would be a good one. Now, you can play along as well. Those four games are going to be up. Make sure you let us know before 10 a.m., before kickoff uh, on Sunday. Uh, Let us know who's going to win those four games. And, again, if you pick all four correctly, you instantly become a winner in our hearts and in our minds. Swamp Watch, we come back.
4: Gary and Shannon. told you about Alec Baldwin getting in a fight in New York this morning over a parking spot and uh, I get
0: it. You ever tried to park in New York City?
4: No, I would never do that. I haven't either. Yeah, so. no. You don't try to park in New York City because this is what happens. Anyway, he ends up punching the guy in the face and gets arrested. Somebody has decided to ask the president about this because because reporters Uh, Because Alec Baldwin plays the president's frequently critical of him. And the president said, I wish him luck.
0: He he contained himself. Good. They didn't need more headlines about crap. All right. Um, At one o'clock, we're going to be joined by uh, by Ryan Burrow. There is a story that's not funny. And it will make you hungry for noodles.
4: Yeah, I, I saw this story earlier, and I haven't been able to get noodles off the brain since.
0: But there, And it's a very serious story. It's talking about the dangers of prepackaged microwavable soups and noodles.
4: And I don't understand why we're talking about the dangers now. We all lived our childhood through noodles, and nothing ever happened to us. What's the problem now?
0: I used to have six fingers on my left hand. I burned one off oh. eating ramen.
4: That's a lie. Now you're just lying. It's time for swamp. Launch.
5: Drain the swamp. We're gonna drain the swamp of Washington. We're gonna have fun doing it. We're all doing it together.
4: Swamp launch. Well it Yeah. You man. go. Oh well, no,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just making noises with my face. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, President Obama is uh, out and about. He has started his uh, big final push going into the midterms. And today he's campaigning on behalf of candidates down in Florida. Uh, and it's it's striking for a lot of people the difference between his speaking style and President Trump's speaking style. But I'll be honest with you, they're both ruling the the campaign rallies that they've been that they've been a part of uh, Obama whips up his crowd. President Trump whips up his crowd and they love it. They absolutely love it today in Florida. He's campaigning on behalf of uh, Bill Nelson and um, uh, Gillum. I don't remember his first name uh, who is running for uh, governor. And it turns out, or he's running for center. Uh, it turns out that Obama likes to call scoreboard on president Trump. I didn't have anybody in my administration get invited. Uh, let me turn it up a little bit. Uh, the thing is it, I turned it down because of the sound of Modesto.
5: I didn't have anybody in my administration get invited. I mean, I, I, I just thought that's how you're supposed to do things.
0: Um, and then he also gave them this winner, uh, which I think everybody could actually live
5: by. They pledged to fight for the little guy. Instead, they doled out 1.5 trillion dollars in tax cuts aimed at billionaires and corporations. Didn't don't boo.
4: Oprah Winfrey versus Mike Pence. Did you hear about this fight? It was quite the matchup. Oprah delivers a rousing speech in the suburbs of Atlanta, Republican-leaning suburbs, urging voters to make history by backing the Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams in the, uh, in the election next week. Uh, she promoted Abrams as Vice President Mike Pence was campaigning for the Republican in the race, Brian Kemp. Uh, Winfrey praised Abrams as a change maker. Uh, said she's a uh, registered independent. Oprah herself is, who was not in Georgia at anyone's request. She said, "I paid here to come myself. I approved this message." Pence was making three different spots for Kemp across Georgia, and he says, "I'd like to remind Stacey and Oprah and Will Ferrell, I'm kind of a big deal too." Referencing a line from Anchorman. Now listen. <laughs> If you're Mike Pence, funny is not your lane. Your lane is Mr. Conservative Republican and man, do you wear it well. Yeah, but but all... you can't start quoting Anchorman.
0: Okay, but somebody told Leslie Nielsen a long time ago, listen, you are not a comedian. You are a serious Just actor. because they have the and... same
4: hair doesn't mean they're the same guy. <laughs> very true. Mike Pence is not funny <laughs> at all. And then he says, I've got a message for all of Stacy Abrams' liberal Hollywood friends. This ain't Hollywood. This is Georgia. And people lost their minds on that because of all the film production done in Georgia. It's a huge percentage it... of film. Film, of filming that goes on there it's amazing the
0: number of of movies and tv shows that are worked on in, in um uh, in georgia because the i mean the image comes to my mind immediately of the georgia film commission i think is what it yes. is with the giant peach at the end of every show now um that's uh, uh andrew gillum i screwed that up andrew gillum is running for governor of florida bill nelson is running to keep his seat as senator of florida against rick scott the current governor so i screwed those up um, the president, speaking of the campaign rallies that are going on, the president is on his way to West Virginia. He is going to hold a, a rally there, I think, at the airport, so he doesn't really have to go very far. But before he left, before he went to uh, Joint Base Andrews to get on Air Force One, uh, he talked about the incredible job numbers that came out today. So the
5: 250,000 new jobs in October was an incredible number. We also had a wage increase of 3.1%. That's uh like a perfect increase it's an incredible number
0: it is an incredible number anybody who tries to diminish what this economy is doing right now is is wrong this is this economy is absolutely firing on all cylinders yes the stock market saw a little wobbly shaky thing but it's a correction it happens in every presidency it's going to continue to happen in every presidency this is a but this is a very strong economy right now with i think One hundred and fifty nine million people with jobs.
4: And it is an argument that's out there that this is Obama's success, not President Trump's. It's all about who you ask when it comes to who gets credit for this. But this is a victory lap that should be more prominent for Republicans running. Uh, I think it's going to win more hearts than the migrant optics. G.I. Joe scene that the president wants to play out down at the border.
0: Speaking of that, the president also made comments about rock throwing. We started the show talking about the troops that are going to be headed to the border, the ones that have arrived, the thousands that are still on the way to help out Customs and Border Protection uh, ahead of what is going to be this migrant caravan once it eventually makes its way to the border. And the president kind of walked back a little bit. uh, Some of the comments that he made yesterday we will play for you what he said today uh, to clarify what was said yesterday. We'll continue a Swamp Watch right after this.
3: Hand, and
0: Gary and Shannon. Next hour, we're going to talk a little bit about these uh, reviews coming in for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. the uh, the movie about Queen and Freddie Mercury. We'll also, in the uh, 130 segment, kick off our nine news nuggets you need to know, our weekly look at some of those stories that may have uh, fallen through the cracks, maybe uh, went by the wayside without you noticing, but uh, you've got to hear them if you're going to do the weekend right.
4: Mitt Romney pushed back against the president's branding of the media as an enemy of the people saying that it diminishes a critical institution to democracy. He says every president has endured inaccurate stories, but no president, American president, has ever before vilified the American press or one of its professional outlets as enemy of the people. He went on to say, I cannot conceive of thinking or saying that the media or any other responsible news organization is an enemy. They're essential to our republic, our freedom, the cause of freedom abroad. It is very much our friend.
0: He has an interesting road ahead of him if he's going to run uh, to be senator. Because I don't know if he's going to run against President Trump, uh, run without the support of President Trump. Um, Speaking of the president, he did tell reporters today that U.S. troops would not necessarily shoot at migrants headed toward the southern border if somebody starts to throw rocks. If you remember yesterday, uh, he was asked about it at that White House news conference that he gave on immigration.
5: We will consider that... The maximum that we can consider that, because they're throwing rocks viciously and violently. You saw that three days ago, really hurting the military. We're not going to put up with that. They want to throw rocks at our military, our military fights back. We're going to consider and I told them, consider it a rifle when they throw rocks like they did at the Mexico military and police. I say, consider it a rifle.
0: Okay, so the way he described it today was different. He's, again, getting into the, uh, before he gets to the helicopter to fly to West Virginia. If
5: our soldiers or Border Patrol or Rice are going to be hit in the face with rocks, we're going to arrest those people. That doesn't mean shoot them, but we're going to arrest those people quickly and for a long period of time. Well,
4: I'm glad he went back on
5: that.
0: Well, I mean, at least someone clarified to him what rules of engagement are and would be in a situation like that. Right.
4: You know who's been absent from these campaign rallies? And You know, you've seen Obama, you've seen Hillary, you've seen uh, Oprah and everyone. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, who used to be the darling of the Democratic Party, they say in The New York Times has found himself in a bit of a political purgatory He was once a popular political draw, uh, you know, the party's explainer-in-chief. But he's only been at a handful of private fundraisers to benefit midterm candidates. Notable shift there. Uh, Hillary Clinton, more of a visible presence. Even talking about potentially another presidential bid in an interview she did last week.
0: What have you heard more of? Bill Clinton or Democrats talking about the migrant caravan coming up through Mexico. Because both of those things. That's, both of those I, things I hadn't are untouchable. Of that. I hadn't thought of that. Bill Clinton, you're right, is completely out of this whole thing. Um, some of the big ones, some of the big races uh, that Hollywood is going to be watching, that Hollywood has been spending so much time on. I told you yesterday about all of the people who have been supporting Beto O'Rourke down in uh, Texas as he goes up against Ted Cruz. But there's a couple others, like uh, Josh Hawley against Claire McCaskill in Missouri, Dean Heller, Jackie Rosen in Nevada, Marsha Blackburn, and Phil Bredesen in Tennessee. This, I think, is going to be what we've uh, – and then obviously the one in California with uh, Diane Feinstein defending her seat against Kevin DeLeon. I am I'm amazed that there has not been one way or the other a definitive – a more definitive look at what's going to happen on Tuesday. Like, are we going to see a legitimate wave of Democrats in the House? I don't think so. I think if, if, any, if anyone gains seats on Tuesday, it's going to be down in the single digits. Like, Democrats could pick up six or nine, but I don't think it's going to be a, a huge wave of people, that are, of candidates that well, we Well,
4: all the polls we've seen, it looks like the difference is nearly within the margin of error, so you just don't know. Furthermore, who's trusting a poll? I'm sure as hell not.
0: Yeah, we've learned our lesson, perhaps, about what what we've seen.
4: Hey, did you see the Michael Avenatti ad? No. Michael Avenatti, who is Stormy Daniels' uh, attorney and is considering a 2020 presidential bid, has put out his first political ad, 80-second digital ad, uh, features a bunch of people who warn that they are mad as hell, not going to take it anymore. They're frustrated by lies to cover up the bigotry. And then he appears on camera and says... Our Constitution says we the people, not me the president.
0: (laughs) You lost all energy on that one.
4: (laughs) I don't understand what that guy's doing. Why he would even spend a dime.
0: He's a lawyer for porn stars. Exactly. You're trying to assign some sort of logic to that guy. That's true. Did you have, like, a high lofty goals for Michael Avenatti? You're like, gosh, he's really letting me down.
4: No, no, you're right. I just don't understand. I guess, it, it to me, it's stupidity when you're a, a, a attorney for a porn star and you're going to spend any amount of money thinking that you have a shot at 2020.
0: It's all publicity.
4: And for yeah. him, yeah, any, that's any true. publicity that's is going to be good publicity. You're absolutely him. right.
0: Oh. All right, we come back. Dangers in the microwave. Film at 11. Another one
3: buys the dust. Another one buys the dust. And another one, gone. and another
10: one, and another one buys the dust. Hey, don't hey, get too Another
4: one buys the dust. Gary and Shannon, great economic news. Businesses in this country ramping up hiring in October. Wages rose by the largest year over year amount in nearly a decade. Looks like. Employers added about 250,000 jobs last month. The unemployment rate staying at that five-decade low of 3.7%. Uh,
0: congratulations, ladies. More women than ever before won majority party primaries for Congress and governor this year. So uh, depending on how things go Tuesday, you could uh, significantly increase your numbers in office.
4: You know, when you say that, it sounds
0: Well, part of it a it is little...
4: A little paternalistic.
0: uh, Good job, girls. I didn't say girls, and I didn't say gals.
4: You didn't say broads.
0: I I didn't say broads. I just, come on. I mean, I know there's a glass ceiling in terms of, I don't know what, when do we stop saying, hey, look, this is the first uh, female something something of the somethings.
4: There's still a lot of just first female of the something, not the first female something of the something of the something.
0: <clears throat> Ryan Burrow was joining us uh, from Chicago. Ryan, we saw this story. Sorry for the uh, horrible radio that you had to listen to on, yeah. the, on hold there. Um, <laughs>
4: he said, "She said."
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hot topics. Uh, we it's saw tradition. this. <laughs> we saw this story, Ryan, <laughs> that you're covering, and it's it's amazing to me that the American Academy of Pediatrics is talking about the dangers of microwavable soups and noodles.
4: What's the deal? I mean, we all lived our childhood and had no problem with our top ramen.
10: This is, this is a war on noodles and soups. Uh, that's what this is. This is a propaganda machine. No, actually, if you read inside the numbers here, it does make a lot of sense. So let, let's just start off from the beginning. Uh, about 10,000 kids every year suffer burns as a result of these microwavable prepackaged soups or noodles. So like ramen, uh, like some of these uh, Campbell's soup uh, uh, things that you pop in the microwave, those are the things that we're talking about. And uh, when you look at the number, you say 10,000, one out of every five, Children burn injuries as a result of these kind of products. Uh, it does seem a little surprising that being said. Um, you know, a lot of these kind of products are marketed toward children. A lot of them are, uh, you know, bought by parents for children. And uh, in some regards, uh, many of these products are actually made by the children themselves. They're easy; you just add water, you pop them in the microwave, right? You don't need uh, a, a lot of uh, parental guidance to do this. Um, so I guess it, it makes a little bit of sense that we're seeing these numbers uh, now. Reading inside of the numbers here a little bit more, we see that most of these injuries happen to children who are seven years old. Uh, among the, the burns, uh, 40% tend to be in the torso area, so it's not necessarily that they're burning their lips or burning their tongues, that may be the case, but most of these really severe burn injuries are at the torso area, so either children are spilling them, they're trying to hold them and spill them, um, that seems to be where the problem lies, and uh, even getting a little deeper into the numbers, about 57% of the injuries are with girls, so I, I don't know uh, what, the re- what the reading is of that, um, but uh, those are the numbers they're giving us initially
0: uh how do you um how do you think this is going to be fixed or changed or what results does this have
10: you know you're probably going to see more warning labels on on the sides of these uh what what they're going to communicate and, and these findings will be revealed in the uh the conference they're going to have in Orlando on Monday is they're going to tell parents, look, you, you got to watch the kids more. There's got to be a little bit more supervision. Don't just trust that your six, year old is going to be able to uh, properly heat the the water and pour it into the cup or put it in the microwave the right way and get it out. Um, there's, there's just got to be a little bit more adult supervision involved because when they don't have that, unfortunately, it looks like they, they literally get burned.
4: Ryan, thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. I think this is baloney. To be honest with you, I think this is Snowflakeville. I mean, we've all burned ourselves at times on top ramen, and we've survived to tell the tale. Do we really need to have uh, a big health crisis emergency alert about it? I'm trying to remember.
0: um, I was never. I never thought the microwave was something I would use. Or what? Trying to. I was never. I only used the the microwave until
4: I was 28.
0: You only used it until you were 28? Pretty much. Um,
4: like, that's all I used to cook. It was like that in the foreman. Why do
6: I get so much crap for my development as a human then? Mm.
4: Because I was living by myself when I used the microphone. Which is more my evidence microwave. that you'd be
6: capable of using things beyond a microwave.
4: I just didn't care to. It mm-hmm. wasn't that I wasn't capable of it. I just didn't. I had that George Foreman grill. I don't yeah. care I make... to find
6: my own apartment.
4: Okay, are you British now? <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I just, you know, when you're cooking for one person, it's like eh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, make a big to do about it. I
0: and I always had the the instance where I would come home from school, and I was always the first one home. I was the youngest, so my sisters were older. They'd be in high school or junior high when I'd get home from school. Mom was working, Dad was working, so I would always have a couple of hours to myself. Uh, I just don't remember ever using the microwave.
4: Well, you were making beef stroganoff, and. you know casseroles.
0: Negative. I was making my cheese sandwiches. My my wonder bread. Oh okay. American cheese, mayonnaise, and sweet pickle relish. What is that? I had time what to what myself. So, so I made that? a cheese it, sandwich. That's, that's my childhood, right there. All right. Yeah. So
4: the look on his face says we shouldn't say anything about this. I'm sorry, Gary. Yeah.
0: I'll let it be. Enjoy your cheese. Well, listen, if you want to buy Wonder Bread American cheese, mayonnaise, and sweet pickle relish, here's the thousand bucks. Here's how you can win.
1: Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword, Bills, to 200-200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's Bills to 200-200.
0: Answer that phone, even if it is from a number you don't recognize. That's how they're going to inform the winners. Next chance to win is going to be an hour from now between, say, 205 220 you have a chance to win $1,000 once an hour Monday through Friday right here on KFI. And then this weekend, make sure you listen to Fork Report, Home with Dean Sharp, and Mo Kelly for more chances to win
4: $1,000. Does anybody else have an overwhelming craving right now for Top Ramen and or Cup of Noodles? Yes. And yes.
0: my famous cheese sandwich. Nobody wants with...
4: that. Not one Not one person wants that. What, his famous cheese sandwich? Yeah. It, is it bad? did What'd you do? do?
0: Mayonnaise, American cheese, sweet pickle relish on white bread.
4: Neg- Negative people want that.
0: And you grill this on the stove? <laughs> no,
4: you don't grill it. You, you just, eat just eat it. Plain?
0: You eat the spongy you white bread? melt it? God, no, no. It's disgusting. Well, that would at least, I feel like, make it, I don't know. I, you know what? Never mind. How thick were these slices of cheese? It's American so, cheese, Blake. It's very, very of that plastic single, wrapper? Oh. A single. A craft single. I thought
6: this was like when your sharp cheddar love began and you would just take like a big... With that sharp cheddar and put it on there.
0: Oh, you're making my mouth
4: walk. Um So <laughs> far, this is what we know about Gary's food in his youth. There Stop was Stop with the dog food. There was a dog food period. That's for sure. Uh, uh, not just a curiosity. I wouldn't say, I one wouldn't say there was a
0: dog food of, period. It was more of a dog food decade.
4: A dog food decade.
0: Like milk bones? Like, no. Just, kibble. Just the hard kibble. kibble. A
4: scoop yeah. for you. Rough, rough. A scoop for Gary. <laughs> uh, we know that. <laughs> We know now. The dog's now. name
6: was Cupid, by the way. Okay. Did you share your sand sandwich with Cupid?
4: We now know about the sandwich as Maybe. well, and the third piece of the puzzle is the cranberry sauce. Nick, I don't think you were with us when we first found out about no. this.
0: Oh yeah, no, I got stared at. I got I got lectured by Nick's eyeballs yesterday, right out of the can. Right out of the can, I informed he'll
4: eat. he the whole can of the cranberry sauce. Uh. I no. bet
0: you I bet you just like drink a tall glass of milk too and nothing no. else. No. Nope, not a milk You're guy. You one of those people. Huh? Nope. With your it's cheese and relish sandwich. Well, back when I was 9, yes. Not now. Okay. Not a big milk
4: guy. All right. Milk. Uh, Moe on the movies when we come back. Got a big movie coming Ooh. out this week, Bohemian oh. Rhapsody. That's why we've been playing Queen all day. And he's
0: giving away tickets, not to that one, but he's got a, he's got another uh, special preview coming up that Nick uh, that Nick that Moe is going to tell us about. I'm thinking about Nick's judgy eyes. I'm not judging. Gary and Shannon will continue. Just a moment.
4: Well, if you haven't noticed, we've been playing Queen all day long in anticipation of Bohemian Rhapsody. This is... I'm excited about this movie, this movie. Were you a big Queen fan? No.
0: Mo, any, any Queen? Big Queen fan. Yeah.
11: They're one of the more, it, it sounds like a contradiction, but Queen was one of the more musical rock bands of all time. Yes. Three and four part harmony that... The, the elaborate musical arrangements, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. That was very common for Queen, but uncommon for rock music.
4: I love the anthems. And I love Freddie Mercury. What a character. And, I, and anything I can find out about him more, I'm in for.
0: I always, speaking of musically, I always was amazed at how many different styles, maybe this is kind of what you're talking about, different styles I associate with Queen that there are songs that come up, even songs that Blake has played today for some of our bumper music, thinking that's so different than the one he played 10 minutes before that and that's so different from the one 10 minutes before that.
11: If Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury were alive today and a star today in this social media world, there's no telling how big of a star he could have been. He was a huge star then, but I think he was tailor-made for stardom today. The visuals, the musical... Um, yes. I think prowess, was right all on. of that I think he would have been much larger. He was to a certain degree controversial back then. I don't think he would have been controversial. I think he would have been universally loved today.
4: Totally and celebrated and absolutely.
0: And even more than other bands that we associate with the 80s. I mean I think of, you know, Guns N' Roses, Poison that that in that sort of genre that that Queen was definitely n- not necessarily a part of any one genre when it came to pinpointing their music no they it didn't have a sh- down
11: they, they didn't have a stick they weren't definitely weren't hairband uh they i think they were as beloved for their music in a recorded sense as they were live performances and i don't know if you could say that for a lot of bands there are a lot of bands that i don't i'm not going to denigrate other bands but there are a lot of bands loved them as far as their albums not so much in person
0: and the tra- even from the very beginning when the trailer first came out and you got to see rami Malik As Freddie Mercury, people were just, you know, champing at the bit to get get more of that. It's
4: always fun when people uh, say you're never going to go anywhere. You know, they don't believe in you or your your music and you prove them all wrong.
11: It's really different with a movie like this because... This is someone that either we grew up with or we have a a great deal of awareness of and familiarity with. A little bit different with like Jamie Foxx and Ray Charles. That still was a historical lesson for a lot of people. You knew about the music, but you didn't necessarily grow up with Ray Charles. We know Freddie Mercury in a lot of ways. So when Rami Malek comes out and looks like him and moves like him and acts like him, you kind of forget.
0: (laughs) It's going to be pretty strange. Here's a clip very quickly from... uh, from Bohemian Rhapsody.
5: Galileo, Galileo, Piccolo. Jesus, how many more Galileos do you want? One more, one more, one more. Again. Go
0: on, roll the track. Who
5: even is Galileo? Are we done? That's it.
0: He loves you. I would imagine that even just that song alone, you could have probably made an hour and a half, two-hour documentary on.
11: If you're a true musician, you can appreciate how much musicality and musical genius went into that song. That is one of the most difficult songs to perform, write, arrange, hands down. And for someone to have that much genius inside of him is hard to express.
0: Uh, And then a great line, and I don't know if anybody's going to catch this, but Mike Myers gets to utter the line. No one's going to be banging their head in the in a car to Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh,
4: that's Callback. funny! Yeah, <laughs> that Excellent. is so cool.
0: Very, very cool. I love it. That he, he's in that. Hey,
4: Mo, you've got a big show coming up this weekend.
11: Well, we have some we have some good guests. We have General Stanley McChrystal, a retired four star Army general, who's going to talk about leaders. His new book, "Leaders: Myth and Reality." There's a lot going on in the world. We may get to some of that, but more importantly, what he thinks of leadership today and and Leadership historically, um, there are a lot of stories that we've heard over the years that just aren't true. And he's going to make some historical comparisons between people that you would not think are actually leaders, but exhibit all the great leadership qualities. And there's also entertainment and um, acting legend Bill Duke. You may remember him as Mac from Predator, but he does more things behind the scenes now. Um, So it's going to be fun.
0: Uh, and you have tickets that you guys are going to be giving away, right? Yes,
11: we're going to be giving away tickets to the movie Front Runner, starring Hugh Jackman, um, all weekend long. Uh, is
0: this the is this the Gary Hart?
11: It's the Gary Hart. Yes.
0: So he pl- Hugh Jackman plays Gary Hart in this movie.
11: He plays Gary Hart, and if you've seen the trailer, his hair is. If you know Gary Hart, his hair is a character in and of itself. <laughs> yes. So they got that part right. So they have Hugh Jackman starring as Gary Hart. He was the senator from Colorado. And this was the turning point in American politics where you had a real scandal in real time mm-hmm. evolve while someone was the front runner for president of the United States. The whole thing with Donna Rice. That is awesome. I think we should give away some tickets to that.
0: Right now? Yeah, why not? Why not?
11: Why not? Caller number six. You can win a pair of tickets for The Front Runner starring Hugh Jackman in select theaters Election Day everywhere November 21st. Give us a call at 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1534. Yeah, that's it's odd. Call. Come on, it's time, on. time it's
4: to call. call. Let's call. Yeah. See, that's doesn't.
11: odd because it's your show, and I'm giving away tickets. No,
4: it's fine. <laughs> we you can, never get you tickets. You can come give away one. tickets anytime you want. You
0: want to us all the cool stuff.
4: You want to come in Monday through Friday, give away tickets. <laughs>
11: No, I'm going to take the day off Monday because Tuesday's going to be big.
0: All right. Mo, thank you. Uh, Host of the Mo Kelly Show tomorrow starting at 6 o'clock and Sunday at 6 o'clock as well. Coming back, nine news nuggets you need to know. But first. Oh, sorry, what?
4: Oh, that's right. It's free movie Friday with Adam Tickets. The Adam Tickets app lets you browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions all from your phone and skip the lines. Today, Adam Tickets wants to give you a chance at free movie tickets. Text them now. Text REPORTER to ADAM1, that's 28661-ATOM1 for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates may apply.
0: You can join pork reporter Neil Savedra tomorrow, the third annual Thanks Grilling event, Saturday, November 3rd. That is tomorrow, Outdoor Elegance in Laverne. Tips on grilling that holiday feast, some food and wine samples for you. During the show, it's 2 to 5 tomorrow. More information, log on uh, to KFIAM640.com. Use the keyword Thanks Grilling. Brought to you by DCS Grills and Solar Max.
4: Oh, do you smell that?
0: Oh. You
4: smell that? Speaking of Thanks
0: Grilling, how about some news nuggets? we we'll start with...
5: Honorable up. mention. Not supposed to mention...
8: I was going to mention it when the time was right.
0: This network policy, not to mention it. It's been
8: an
4: honor serving with you all.
8: Didn't I mention it? What an honor it is. Great and honorable, Moses.
9: So today we're holding auditions to become the newest member of Honorable Mention.
4: Mm, I love barbecue sauce on uh, this one.
0: In uh, Macomb County, Georgia. The, <laughs> that was
4: a bad line. The, <laughs>
0: the clerk, Karen Spranger. Uh, has suggested that they could install toilets over holes in the floor that contain fecal-eating worms as a way to add more bathrooms to a county building without having to run additional plumbing. I'm sorry? Apparently this person works here now. They wanted to actually just do an outhouse-style hole-in-the-floor self-composting toilet with fecal-eating worms as a way to um, to do that without adding more plumbing to the building.
4: Well, that's one option.
0: Mm, It's not a good one. It's not a good option.
10: Uh, Number nine. I did nine
2: plays. If a cop's dirty, nine times out of ten his partner's
5: dirty, too.
3: And I speak nine languages. I
8: stamp till nine o'clock.
10: Basically everybody at table nine. I feel ready to go another nine in Niner. Did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie?
4: It's wild what turns up at Goodwills. We talked to Chris Little not very long ago about... A family member's ashes uh, that he had, and he left the tag in the box where the ashes once lived and donated the box to Goodwill. Somebody found the body tag and called him. Well, there's another shocking discovery at a Goodwill. This is in Fort Worth. An albino boa constrictor.
0: Mm. (laughs) Uh, They were sorting through some... Uh, donations and uh, Tassie Rogers works in the donation processing said she brought a bin back the snake was hanging over the edge of the bin I was a little freaked out and thinking this cannot be fake it's got to be real wouldn't you think the other way around this can't be real it's got to be fake yes uh but I guess it was a real thing would be great
6: Oh, eight. A child is born every eight seconds. I'm listening to eight different bosses drone on about mission statements. Yeah.
0: I guess when you're in prison, you have a lot of time to think about this kind of thing.
4: You've got a lot of time to do some online dating, find romance. <laughs> oh, or just do revenge porn. Uh,
0: it turns out that some, uh, some guys were run, uh, running a scam out of prison in South Carolina. Where they would go onto a dating site and then encourage men to give a photo of them their naked selves. And uh then when they'd get that naked photo from said Mark, they would tell them, By the way, you just sent this photo to a small child. Or you just you you just broke the law. So you better pay us to keep this thing quiet.
4: It worked to the tune of thirty-five grand.
0: <laughs> no, actually. To thirty four thousand three hundred five dollars and seventy cents okay, <laughs> because it's... who's writing that check for the extra
4: seventy cents? Good point, thank you. The it. takeaway is yeah. don't send strangers nude pictures ever.
3: the
1: Seventh son
0: of the seventh son. One for seven days. With the seven.
9: seven seven. Seven.
8: Seven.
4: Right, seven. Am seven, a.
9: seven years of college down the
1: drain. Seven.
11: Seven.
4: Seven. Seven days. Oh, this is kind of terrifying. <laughs> Carnival cruise ship, the Carnival Sunshine, had left Port Canaveral Sunday evening and apparently. As it made its way to the Caribbean, it violently tilted to its side for an entire minute. K- tables, plates, silverware—everything crashing to the floor.
0: Um, the, it's no bad weather or anything. It's not like it was tossed around by waves, uh, according to the uh, Carnival Cruise Line. They said this incident was on a, was because of a technical issue, which caused the ship to list for approximately one minute.
4: People were screaming. It was chaos. The passengers received a note from the captain saying that an electrical switchboard malfunction impacts the use of the fin stabilizers. Uh, Oh, that clears it up.
0: Not a safety feature, but definitely helps minimize the potential ship motion while at sea. Uh, Well, that would make a lot of people nervous enough to barf, which I'm assuming is never a welcome sight on a cruise
3: ship.
6: I got six, you got six, she got six. Uh, number six. Dude, there's six more weeks of winter.
8: you
3: have a picture of me, a rabbi, and six drunken longshoremen? Why don't
6: we just stick her in a
8: nursing home closer to us so I don't have to drive six hours? Drink
3: another six-pack. Number six.
4: At the Fort Des Moines Church of Christ, the I, pastor... I, I'm
0: going to be honest. I misread the headline on this, so I'll let you finish. and then I'll...
4: You thought it was Sperminator, didn't you?
0: No, I didn't think that either, but go on. <laughs>
4: Oh, well, now I want to know what you thought it was.
0: You say yours first.
4: (laughs) Okay, so they want to make the church safer. And so they put together a bulletproof pulpit and a magnetic gun mount here at the Fort Des Moines Church of Christ in Iowa. And they're calling it the sermonator. Uh, He has a spot where he can put his gun. The pastor is going to put a gun on his sermonator.
0: This is all security-minded stuff. For example, they don't tell anybody where their nurse—they don't advertise where their nursery is. They just—they'll escort you there if you have business there, but they don't want to tell you where there's a room full of children. For example, I thought it said seminator.
4: Oh, so I wasn't far off. To you what weren't you far off, but I didn't. Get... I thought it said sperminator. You thought it said seminator. <laughs>
0: Either way, it's. Uh, and it was actually a pretty
4: serious story. <laughs>
0: uh, our top five doos nuggets. We suck. <laughs> we come back. To Gary and Shannon. Gary and Shannon, wrapping up our uh, nine news nuggets you need to know. Don't forget, it's free movie Friday. Adam Tickets is back. The Adam Tickets app lets you move, browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions all from your phone. Just skip those lines today. Adam Tickets wants to give you a chance at some free tickets. Text them now. Text the word REPORTER to ADAM1-28661 for your chance to win. Standard data text message rates may apply.
4: Get out your dipping sauces. We're at number five. Number five! Minutes. I have five rules.
8: We begin bombing
2: in five minutes. Five little monkeys. This is the year 5.5. I am leaning on five for Anaheim. Do me a favor and lose five pounds immediately.
0: In New York, um, the NYPD has put out a picture of a guy they say is a jerk.
4: This is you. That's not me. You and Petras.
0: 59-year-old guy riding the Manhattan-bound M train Wednesday morning. Man spreader. <laughs> Got punched in the face by a man spreader. He actually, this younger guy, sat down next to him, to this 59-year-old guy, made incidental physical contact with his legs. And the older guy said, "Uh, hey, champ, you want to watch your legs? And the young guy reached over, popped him right in the face, and broke his glasses and cut his nose.
4: Well, I don't think that you or Petros would hurt somebody because of your man spreading, but you're certainly both man spreaders. Here's number four.
3: He's probably on his fourth tranquilizer by now.
4: Commandment number four. There goes the
5: fourth amendment. This isn't the same world you left four years ago, sir. You know this. when you're
4: in high school and you are uh, hooking up with this guy and you're all in, and then you find out there's another girl hooking up with the same guy.
0: Yep. Pace on that one, Gary. Seriously. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm, and uh, it's not good. One.
4: It's not a good feeling. It's a jealous feeling, you know. Well, that's what happened at this school in Florida, and the guy that the girls happened to be hooking up with happened to be their teacher. They're science teachers. So what did these girls do? They did what every girl did in the Cameron Diaz film, The Other Woman. They bounded together, and they decided to ruin this guy's life. So they told his wife.
0: (laughs) Wait a minute. This guy's last name is French, and he's a science teacher? Yes. I think that's funny.
3: Here's number three. Three shall be the number thou shalt count. And the number of the counting shall be three. They were dead within three hours. Three. Security clearance level three.
6: All three of you. Three. I got all three of you guys for the rest of your three. natural born lives.
3: After about three, three days, they both start to stink. Three. Three.
0: I love this story. It's great. Uh, So the organization that puts out the emoji language that lets all of our phones do the stupid little faces and hands and symbols and cars. um, The Dallas-Fort Worth Airport Twitter account sent out an appeal to Unicode, the ones that do these emojis, and asked that their airplane emoji, like the landing, taking off, the landing emoji, look more like it's landing and not crashing,
4: yeah, not so not so crashy. <laughs> they,
0: because the landing emoji has a plane that's nose down towards the runway. I mean, you get what they're trying to do, but that's not actually how planes land. They're usually much more parallel to the runway, so that's what they demanded.
5: What's going on,
4: you two? Pick out two fingers. One, two. Yeah. There are two people in this
10: house. There's two sons and no women. Two ringy-dingy. Well,
4: I'm not really, I'm, I'm not really <laughs> sure this is that bad.
0: Uh, I'll read you I'll read you two sentences that are bad, but go on.
4: Well, uh, I mean, the man was already dead. Uh, that is true. You know, when I'm dead, if you want to use my eyes, go ahead.
0: Central China, four people have been detained on suspicion of being involved with organ trading after a dead patient's eyes were taken and his body was laying in the hospital mortuary. He died of organ failure. I mean, he'd been gone. His sister viewed him later in the day and said,
6: Hey, Bobby, where's
0: your eyes?
4: What are they? What I don't know they... if
0: Bobby was his name.
4: What, just... I doubt it. Uh, what were they going to do with the eyes? Sell them. Sell them? Sell them. Sure, why so not? There's a mar- Nick, is there a market for dead people's eyes on the dark web that you troll?
0: The uh, woman... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the woman wrote on social media a cotton ball was put in the left eye and a surgical tool used to expand the eye socket eyes. was in the right.
4: What do you Google? The uh, eyeballs. Eyeball.
0: You need his login for the dark web. Black, Hang on, yeah. Black you're not market. on the dark web right now. Uh, so you're going to oh, get Oh, here's how much
4: body parts can cost on the black market. Yeah. This.
0: Eyeballs. Pair of
4: eyeballs, $1,525. That's the most. That's the most.
0: Can you convert that to Chinese yuan, though, for me, please? Just give me an idea.
4: Oh, that's, that's about 47,216 yuan. We're number
3: one. You're a number one. We're number one, Ben. That's all that counts. I decided to look out for number one. Are you
0: the number one? <laughs> Rule number one. Number one. Uh,
4: number one. So a skull with teeth will get you 1200 A shoulder will get 500 for a shoulder. A shoulder? Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. O.J. Simpson, he's our number one. He went for Halloween as a doctor.
4: What kind of doctor?
0: A gynecologist doctor.
4: Oh, come on.
0: I didn't write it. He was at the Blue Martini Lounge in Las Vegas Strip on Wednesday night. The 71 year old convicted murderer. Dirty no, that's man. really not true. He's not a convicted murderer. No. The 71 year old convicted felon, how's that? Had words uh, stitched into the fabric. It said, Dr. Seymour.
4: No, we're not reading that reading that on this program. He was a
0: gynecologist. Dr. Seymour. This
4: is a family program. We are not in the safe harbor. Seymour Hedges.
0: Nick for the win. See you Monday. Stay dry, everybody.
1: Gary and Shannon Side studio. Show five a.m. wake up, record a minute thing for Don Martin.
0: Mm. Is, you just, is it just a wake up message for him? Hey Don, no.
4: Don. <laughs> your hey, pan? It's me. <laughs> I uh, just wanted to let you know that your shoulders are looking really good.
2: Well, oh mine? Yeah. Oh thank you. That's very nice.
1: I appreciate that. I always think both of you look fabulous. Awesome. You're both very attractive.
0: Awkward. See? See how weird it is to try to say your name right there? I'll just say,
4: I'll just say. Listen on your official home of the Chargers, KFI AM 640 with Matt Money Smith and Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel. Did I say Daniel? Yeah. (laughs) All new 15,000 square foot smoke-free casino area. The new opulent Marquise Bar... Marquis. Not Marquise. It's not Marquise Goodwin. Poly Casino. That's a big P. Big one. <laughs> ah, good time. Yeah. Don't use this.
1: This has been Gary and Shannon's side studio <laughs> show. Yay. Stay tuned for more outtakes and bloop- bloopers. <laughs> Stay outtakes and bloopers. Oh, <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna keep scrolling up. L A
3: T T I H T B D. Look at the time.
1: I have to be going. Gary and Shannon. Shannon wants you to believe that she's the cute one on Gary and Shannon. But she's not the only cute blonde on the show. Gary is also blonde, and he wears glasses, like smart people. Some people are into that. It's time for a change. It's time to vote Gary Hoffman for The Cute One on Gary and Shannon. Paid for by Hoffmaniacs OC.